Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Last American Pubcast, the only podcast where everybody knows your name. I'm PJ Williams, uh, host of Conspiracy Pilled, and joined today by Frank of Let's Be Frank. How's it going, Frank? Hey. Uh, we got Tom from America Floats. Hey. Uh, <laughs> just copying Frank. Abby Libby from my co-host over on Conspiracy Pilled. What's up? Hey. Hey. And we got Osiris from middlemega.com. How you going? How you doing, Osiris? Let's get it. Feeling good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you here. How you, how's uh, things going this week? Oh, real good, man. The news, man, it's been, it always is like that, but we've had some crazy stuff that really made me like, whoa, like breaking type stuff. So I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, we got a whole lot of stories to get to tonight. Uh, welcome in chat. Glad to have you guys here. I, I'm sure you guys have seen the title by now, and I thought maybe a good way to start this would be talking about how it's not uh, the uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated, as we've been told. Now we're moving into the pandemic of the vaccinated, as for the first time, people uh, who've died from COVID are at 58% at least been vaccinated one time. So uh, is anybody anybody at all shocked by this? And has anybody seen that new documentary, uh, Died Suddenly? I heard about the new documentary. Haven't had a chance to go see it or watch it yet. Uh, but I am not surprised about this because it's a lot of the stuff that had information that has been out there talking about the clot shots and things like that. And I'm surprised that Biden has not come out to address the, the dangers of the, uh, of the pandemic of the vaccinated, like he did last year and called out all the unvaccinated people and said it was going to be the winter of death for all of us. And yet I am still here. Right. And I do you think, sorry, go ahead, Tom. I just think that's because there's something that the unvaccinated could do about it last year. And that was take action, go get vaccinated. He can't now say, Hey, everyone who's been vaccinated, take extra precaution and do what against, you know, what you're just, you're just a sitting duck uh, genetically. But I, I would ask, um, well, and I'll just, I'll be quiet for a second. Go ahead. PJ, you were saying something. Oh no, it's all good. I don't remember what I was saying, <laughs> but uh, I mean, you're right. They have no action that they can take, right? It's just, uh, What's the action? Go get monkeypox, do something the Democrats really like, be proactive in that way. It's, it feels like we, if there's any winner of, uh, what do they call it, death and destruction or dark winner of death or whatever, it might actually be now that all the people who are getting vaccinated seem to be kind of all of a sudden. Makes me yeah, yeah, I was, I was going to add that wow. to that documentary. I showed the, the stream. I should say I streamed the documentary on my show the other night um and had a, a lot of people check it out and share it just for the sake of skipping halfway through to watch the documentary um there were a lot of things in it that we already knew if you've been paying attention like that chat said if you were if you were keeping up on everything um it wasn't anything new to you but some of these things that have seemed almost you you would be skeptical or maybe you would think is that kind of a conspiracy that's kind of a a, a dead end is that kind of fake news stuff that I am not going to pay attention to those things are confirmed in this documentary mm-hmm. and it makes you go Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it as well. It's very well put together. Well done. Not too long. Um, the big thing, the big thing in the documentary, I wasn't even aware of. They were showing um, different stuff like they were pulling out of bodies, like literally. So um, that was new to me. Uh, but it, is it just me or does do things feel awkward? Because it's almost like we see this. It's now it's the pandemic of the vaccinated. Is it? Can we talk about this? Or it? It, it just feels kind of awkward, doesn't it? Yeah, because we we weren't allowed for so long, and speech was so chilled. And now the people who told us we couldn't talk about it are talking about it. But I'm not sure if we're allowed to talk about it, or if we're still going to get banned. 
Yeah, has, has anybody noticed, and maybe it's just me uh, where I live, but I feel like people are starting to realize that the vaccine is total crap and doesn't work. And now I'm starting to see the masks come back. So like, hey, let's go back to the other thing that didn't, that didn't work. And in the last week, I think I've ran into at least three people, and it hasn't happened in a long time, where I, you know, they were masked up and they were kind of like weary being around me again. And I was, you know, work situation where I had to deliver stuff and they were kind of just like, keep your distance. Has anybody else seen that or is it just, just the places I go to? Yeah, it's it's where I'm at too. Where where can we tell people to find this? Tom, the the um, documentary. I mean, I streamed oh, it on the Rumble. last. Yeah, it's on Rumble. It's on, on BitChute. I would just look mm. for "Died Suddenly." It's, yep. it's uh, that's place. what it's called. "Died Suddenly." Okay. It's all yeah. over. Don't Google it. When I Googled it that night, it said results are changing quickly. <laughs> so they're getting the narrative <laughs> together. Don't Google it yet. Yeah, reminds me of uh, when we we did an episode recently on Sam Bankman Freed and. Uh, Within a week, all the results were changing frequently. And he also, one of the things, the reason I brought him up, and I know we'll talk more about him later. Yeah, because you're obsessed. <laughs> God, we know you love him. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's just that it's, it's the Jufro and the man tits that really get me. How could you not? How could you not like an overweight vegan? Like right. he's just so likable. He's like he's a teddy so bear. He's so bad at being a vegan. He's fat. <laughs> he loves animals, but he really hates plants. He doesn't love animals as much as Chank, though. We'll talk about that a little bit later, too. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is um, his, one of his uh, donations he gave was to a, co a company that spent uh, – well, his his donation was $18 million, so I'm not sure how much it was total – that spent all of their time and effort and money to try to uh, basically convince people not to take hydroxychloroquine and, and – uh, any ivermectin. Other, any I, ivermectin. That was yep. the other one, yeah. He spent like $18 million on different studies to just to disprove ivermectin. Yes. And it's efficacy him alone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's, what's interesting is that we say he spent, he stole client right, funds yeah, he, and he then spent, spent money. that money. Yeah. If I go rob a bank, I'm not spending my money. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Very true. And he's Thank still you. walking around free right now. And I'm pretty sure if you use stolen money to commit a crime, that itself is a crime. Thank you, American uh, Warhorse, for the first super chat of the night, the first round of drinks for everyone. Um, and we appreciate you being here. Hopefully you'll enjoy the rest of the show as we keep going. Don't forget, we'll read all of your super chats and answer all of your questions at last call. So make sure yeah. you guys get them in there. Well, we'll answer all the questions that we can. If you ask questions like, you know, what's the point of living or who let the dogs out, things that we don't have a solid answer for, we will just try to guess. Who let the dogs out is kind of like the Vegas shooting. We're still we're still we still don't know, but no one's ever going to look into it. We're told we know, but there's still no motive. Right. Yeah. But whoever did it, they were definitely on the FBI's radar. Well, they always, always, they always, are. always are. So talk, it was always the... criminal activity in the Caribbean. <laughs> in the Philippines. <laughs> so talking about you tom you said that there's nothing people can do now that the vaccine doesn't work they're like oh crap well it's it's getting to be a point in sweden where they're actually running out of space of these vaccines because countries like sweden and canada bought like vaccines for people for like the next 40 years they made these deals and they just like bought them up and now they're actually having to store their uh coronavirus vaccines in germany because they just have no refrigeration space in sweden left for these things that <laughs> no one wants now, I, ha I have a crazy harebrained thought because a couple of years ago, uh, I, I proposed that we just solve cancer and AIDS by giving one to the other and vice versa. Like you genetically alter AIDS to only target cancer cells and then you <clears throat> genetically alter a cancer to only target AIDS. Win win. But I think we can use this mRNA technology to just boost that a little bit. Give that some oomph and now just take that and give mRNA the cancer genes and the AIDS genes, and then we can kind of attack the vaccine you just took with that. 
And then you can have a monkeypox uh, booster later after that to make sure. Sounds like hepatitis D. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds horrifying, Tom. Sounds like a Bill uh, Bill Gates plan. Call me Mangala. I'm just saying. I've got some ideas. Do you remember his plan to blot blot out the sun uh, for climate change? Oh yeah, that was a real thing. Yeah, but you know what? You know what all those vials remind me of? Like with the team that loses the Super Bowl or the World Series, they have the jerseys already printed. Now, what are you going to do with those things? I don't know. A bunch of kids in Nambia are dancing in those things in six months. They might, that might be what they're doing. I don't know. All these are going to go to some African country so uh, Bill Gates can continue his uh, studies uh, there. I don't know if you, are you guys familiar with that, that he does like all of these uh, studies in Africa and just pays off the media to get away with it? Bill Gates has been booted out of India because he, he like maimed like 70,000 kids with a, a vaccine that he thought was going to cure polio. It only just gave them a bunch of other stuff. They only banned him. I'm no. surprised they didn't decide to arrest him and uh, put him on trial. That would have been more sure. effective. No, I think, world. I mean, I'm not joking. <laughs> I think India is one of those countries that Bill Gates can't legally go to without being arrested. So they just don't it's, talk about it. It's because he didn't buy India check because in Africa, he bought Africa check, which is, which is the like fact checking organization of, of Africa. And then he's like doing all this testing down there, but he owns the people that's fact checking his testing. And, and putting out the conspiracies about him. Oh, man. Yeah. Lizards. Lizard people, right? Lizard people. We could have had one. We could have had our, one of our guys win that uh, election in uh, New Hampshire, wherever he was. He wanted to be a lizard person, too. Jeremy I, I wanted him to win so bad. <laughs> he was going to make war gay. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> I do. I do. That was an awesome campaign uh, video. There's literally no one with better campaign ads that I've ever seen. I don't, no. I, at least not that I can think of. Not at he, all. He needs to, he needs to run as a Republican. Maybe he'd have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Fact check true, Tom. Gates banned in India made 20,000 women infertile. Well, he's done more than that in Africa and he just bought the fact checkers there so he can keep doing that stuff. They'll send it, they'll send the coronavirus vaccine over to Nambia or something like Tom said. Mm-hmm. Or, or they'll force that passport, force you to take it no matter what. Get that global passport going. I just like the news that now they're saying, hey, 58% of people who are dying with COVID and from COVID are people who have had the vaccine and or been boosted. And I read that article and what that actually means by their definition is people who've had a full series. So you either had the one shot AstraZeneca and then multiple boosters, or you had both Pfizer's and a booster, or you had the Moderna and two boosters. So there's no like, oh, I only had one shot. And then I stopped taking them and then I died. The, right. You would not be a part of that 58%. If you, ha- right. if you died with only after taking one, you're still in that number, but not included in the 58. So how many people you think are in the total 100 that took something, not a full regimen, but just something. Mm-hmm. Well, we already know the numbers of people that took the first one. Not everyone returned for the second. Yeah, what we're seeing is the second number is 58. And the article, the article that I was reading from Yahoo, they're kind of, it sounds like they're kind of trying to be like, well, some of these people died because they didn't get boosters. So maybe it's not the vaccine. It's like, kind oh of like they goodness. don't say that, but it, it's there in the, in between the lines where they're like, well, not everybody was fully vaccinated. And that's probably the issue here. And yeah, like, for the people that were, they're going to be like, means. yeah, for the people that were fully vaccinated, they'll say they shouldn't have had it. But for the people that didn't get it, oh, they really needed it. Right. And meanwhile, uh, while we have access to all of this information, I heard tons of stories on Twitter over Thanksgiving of people saying that their family members refused to let them come because they weren't vaccinated, excluded them, or at least forced them to get tested before they would walk in the door. I mean, people are still treating family members this way, despite what we know. 
if we were requesting medical records and clean tests at our Thanksgiving growing up, I have cousins that would not have been able to come, but probably for different diseases. Um, but they went to Michigan. <laughs> so that makes sense. Yeah. It happens. Well, Michigan won today. So yeah, I'm sure there are more diseases passed around in Ann Arbor tonight. So good job. Wolverines. <laughs> That's facts. Facts. Oh man. Oh, I did not see Wait, that. so really Thanksgiving, like people you knew or just people you heard about? I don't know people anyone who's I, still that, uh, I guess, pig-headed. I've cut them out at this point. People yeah. I know whose families didn't let them go to their... Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still this Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy, yeah. man. This brainwashing is strong. Now, that happened to me in prior holidays. Mm. Like, I was, I, we still got together, but people were kind of pushing me to do something. I was like, I'm good. Um, but this holiday, it's awkward because everybody knows it was like, okay, none of it made sense, but nobody's saying anything. Yep. I mean, this Waffle is why Salter, I this Your why birthday I was only just the other week. Like, how, how is it that your family doesn't want to get together with you? That's insane. Yeah. It, uh, it's like you were saying earlier, Osiris, about, about it being awkward where there's a lot of people who know that they were wrong. They're realizing that they were wrong and they're either just doubling down in stubbornness or they're just trying to be quiet and hoping for that amnesty that was asked for, but they're not mm -hmm. actually apologizing for the way that they treated people for the last two years. I, I think we got to talk about that. Like, why does, I think people are scared. What do you guys think? Why do you think people are still like, I think they're scared. I think I think that this is this is something I always say that they're they're um, con artists on the left, and they'll, they'll just die with a lie. Like that's the whole thing is they cannot admit that they were wrong, and they'll they'll die with it. They'll they'll continue to you know keep their families away, wear the masks, go and get vaccines. They'll see the articles. They'll read. Well, we want amnesty, but also I want to be like you know, I, I I said it was I said it worked, and I I you know kicked my family out of Thanksgiving, so I'm gonna keep going and getting this vaccine until my blood clots up. Right. Mm. So why won't you grant us amnesty for COVID? Here was an article. Nearly half of Democrats say fine prison time appropriate for questioning the vaccine poll says. And this was January 17th of 2022. Dang. Wow. Yep. You know, the people yeah. that beg for amnesty are likely the people who don't deserve amnesty. Mm -hmm. Just well, honestly, nobody, like nobody who was scared and like went out and got the vaccine and was like a little hesitant is asking for amnesty because people right. understand that it's the people who are doing exactly like what Frank put it, which is you need to go to prison. You need to go to jail and be kicked off of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, mm -hmm. they were absolutely militant about it. They are the ones who want amnesty and they're also the ones not apologizing. Whereas your family right. member was like, look, I, I didn't know better. I was confused. I trusted CNN. They, they probably are more willing to apologize and they don't even really need to. Mm -hmm. I wonder if criminal torment is a as like a, a charge that someone can pick up or or uh, like torment being a civil infraction that you could sue someone for like when these parents oh. who have been targeted by school boards targeted secretly by parents groups on Facebook where they're made lists of the different conservative moms for liberty who are against masking these parents had CPS called on them these parents had false allegations of abuse lobbied at them just to see if they could get their kids taken away because they were a thorn in the side of the narrative those people who did that shouldn't just say, oh, well, let's let bygones be bygones. There needs to be some kind of uh, reprieve, some kind of punishment. And we should take the 
the re- the requirement for revenge out of those parents' hands by having the law actually act and do something against those people. Because otherwise, it's going to be like the Hatfields and the McCoys. For the next 20 years, it's going to be people who remember the pandemic and how you treated me and how we treated you. And it's just going to be people pitted. And it's what people talk about civil war. This would be easily or not easily, but more averted, um, avoided if you instead had the law come down on people who pursued wrongfully any parent group, any, uh, you know, outspoken employment group, um, you know, people's rights groups, et cetera, protesters, advocacy groups. I still remember those two doctors from California who spoke out very early on about just the COVID narrative itself and how quickly they rushed to demonize them and and shut down their practices and things like that for daring speaking a a a reasonable approach to even handling COVID at the time. That was before any vaccines or anything like yeah. that. And they were basically, you know, uh, censored off from the internet and everything. Yeah, it's funny because when I said they're con artists, like th- this makes me think of the the vaccine coming out of China uh, out of a lab thing, right? Because at one point you were kicked off the internet for saying, hey, I think it actually came out of lab. This whole bat soup thing doesn't make sense when the bat is hibernating 700 miles away from Wuhan, but it's right next to a coronavirus lab. That makes more sense to me. You were uh, banned, you were censored, and mm-hmm. then it kind of came out like, yeah, this almost, it, it, it came from a lab, yeah. And now it's back to people arguing over this again. It's just like the masks. It's just like the vaccine. People like the the media will put out the the truth at one point for a second to be like, well, we said it. We're we're, we're covered. And then everybody's like, oh, okay, I'm going to ignore that because it doesn't fit in with my preconceived notion. And it doesn't fit in with the the people that I've censored and the people that I've uh, kicked out of my life and and, and disassociated with. So I'm going to go back to believing that it came from bat soup. Well, I'm going to go back to believing the vaccine works, the masks work. Well, on Tuesday or Wednesday during the press briefing, when Fauci was there with uh, Jean, Corrine Jean-Pierre, uh, you had an African reporter there uh, from the continent of Africa there uh, asking uh, the basic question, where did this originate from? Was it the lab in Wuhan? And she flipped out. Do you guys remember seeing that? Yeah. That she what said, I'm, saying is I'm that- done. I am done. Okay, I'm done, I believe was her quote. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying is at one point it was mainstream where they kind of just admitted, yeah, this this came from a lab. And now it's back to, well, we can't say that. It's really strange. It's yeah, you know what? They never I, said it. I did a TikTok on that. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of if you have like some concerns about your significant other and you're like, hey, can I see your phone? Or something like that. Do you have any text? <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 you can't see my phone. You're like, Wait, hold up. Something doesn't smell right. It just didn't feel right how she handled it. Yeah, why, why is your phone locked? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did you put that password on there? <laughs> yeah, wait, wait till he asked about the beagles. Then it would have got real heated. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Touchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You oh. see this one from the Babylon Bee? Corinne so, so what about the Babylon Bee? Corinne Jean-Pierre insists it's not her job to answer questions like some sort of press secretary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's so great to have them back on Twitter. It is yeah. so yeah. like uh, the the joy at seeing them back. Oh, oh my goodness! Like say what you will about Elon, I don't n- know if I necessarily trust him completely, but so happy to see the be back. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of Elon and South Africa and Twitter and all this stuff, is that he recently put a poll out last week while we were live on air. Uh, talking about reinstating Trump, or that we were talking about that, and then he would reinstate Trump after the poll uh, sh- 
showed the, that the poll the ended while we were on air and he right. brought him back. Yeah, he brought him back. And so he put another poll out talking about general amnesty for accounts that have been banned. And he that poll came out overwhelmingly larger uh, as far as percentage wise uh, to reinstate those accounts. And he said that Monday, a couple of days from now, that he would be granting a general amnesty for accounts that uh, that didn't necessarily break laws or whatever to be reinstated. What's your guys' thoughts about that? I love that he used the word amnesty. I feel like that was intentional. Yeah, I think Tom's still waiting for his amnesty over here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll like, believe cool, it when I see it. it. Yeah, one one of your eighteen accounts will be brought back, Tom. I'm sure of it. Yeah, but think about this. You know, when you hear about the news of the guy who's an illegal immigrant, tattooed face, he comes over the border nine times. He's constantly broken laws, and you're like, how does he keep getting back in here? That is how the left moderators think of me. When I get a new account and I start tweeting, they're like, what the fuck? And so they have to, like, I can only imagine like them seeing me come back on. They're going to, they're going to lose that. They're going to they're gonna lose their shit. Yeah. How many times were you deported from Twitter? Nine. You're, you're the, you're the anti-hero Namor and they need to throw a towel on you to, to dry off your wet back. Yeah, they need to. Well, yeah. they need to do. But Abby, you are, you are so on point. I, I follow, I followed Elon very closely. Every single word he uses has a meaning, and he he did use amnesty, in my opinion, because amnesty means what? You know, pardoning somebody who was convicted for political-type crimes, right? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how he views it. That that word was not an accident, and I'm here for it. Let's go. Bring them all back. I love the chaos, the discussion. I don't have to agree with you, but um, I'm happy about it. I and the difference, that... but the difference between that and the border argument is Twitter's a digital space. Yeah. So it doesn't hurt anyone to add more counts. Whereas like, well, what about the dreamers then? Can't they have amnesty? No, different argument. Are people trying to make that argument? I'm sure they will. If they I take this not. out of context, they'll take but, this clip and go run it back. Well, I know people are trying to make the words or violence argument. That's crazy. Letting people back for a hundred, what, 120, I mean, 24, 240 characters on Twitter is going to hurt somebody. Come on now. How many people will die? How many people will die? <laughs> They're words literally violence. saying that. Words are violence in like the comic books where they can like actually grab that pow and like hit Wait, someone with it, you know? I've lost track of how many times we've all died now. Hey, Carlos, we, we covered this uh, <laughs> last week on the uh, channel. We also, I think we did a standalone as well clip of we that did, one for, yeah. on the podcast. So you can go check it out if you want, uh, where where uh, Alex Jones talks about that exact same thing. So yeah, Alex, it, basically, sum it up Alex Jones is like, look, he's got to be able to fix Twitter before he has to worry about that. He's got to keep this, you know. And, and the other thing is, he's trying to keep it on iTunes and, uh, or not iTunes, Apple Play Store, whatever the hell it's called, yeah. and Google Play Store. Um, he's trying to keep it on there right now. And there's some talk about them trying to ban that. They'll go, go the whole parlor route with this thing. You think they'll end up doing that? Yeah. If he keeps, if Alex Jones comes back for sure, but I think they will. I, I, did you hear that Elon said he's open to making his own cell phone? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If they ban him, so he'll have his own app store. But yeah, that's a, that's a very high prob probability to me. Can you imagine that Apple and Google get together and say, okay, what are the pros and cons for kicking Twitter off? And they decide to go ahead and do that only for Elon to say, okay, uh, flip the switch and make every single Tesla no longer connect to an Apple or a Google phone, and they'll only work with my new Tesla phone. You're fucked. And I watch everyone just lose their yep. mind because anyone who owns a Tesla will now have a brick phone. Well, Alyssa Milano just came out and said she traded, uh, she gave away her Tesla and got a VW electric yes. vehicle, only to be 
told made that. by Hitler. <laughs> only be told <laughs> that it was made by Hitler. <laughs> the Nazis. Incredible. That's. Can wow. we just call her that Hitler lady from now on? <laughs> Isn't that kind of like when Adidas kicked off uh, Kanye West for being anti-Semitic? And it's like, didn't you guys? Weren't you guys started by a Nazi? But it, yep, yep. But they might be worried. Uh, App Store might be worried because I think the Rumble lawsuit is still out there. The mm-hmm. antitrust. So I don't know if that plays a role in them being hesitant. But they did remove Truth. Um, Google yeah. Pay, I believe. Google Store removed Truth, I believe. Seriously? Oh, Social. So I believe it, never, it did. It never oh, did made it? it? I didn't think I ever made it to the uh, Google Store, did it? It, it? I think it did, though, because I'm pretty okay. sure I had the Google um, Truth app for a minute, and then it was gone, and I've had trouble using uh, it on my phone at but all. But Apple still has it, though. Yeah. Well, I don't. I have, a, I have think, an Android, so I don't know. I think yeah, Apple I does have it, yeah. So if, if, uh, if Alex Jones was not booted from Twitter forever breaking a rule or or even a law for that matter or i should say a law or even a not rule. even close right no. he was he was booted because they all decided to move against him <clears throat> at once it wasn't for any one particular post he'd made yeah facebook twitter everyone else moved on him on the same day so my thought is if the amnesty vote goes through on twitter this sounds so stupid if the amnesty vote passes and elon actually enacts the the new policy would would alex jones not fall under that like he's not he shouldn't be piecemealing it like he had been right picking donald then alex jones yes or no then you yes or no because now you're picking favorites just say here are the right. new standards everyone gets a fresh start and this so is what i proposed is, two weeks ago i love that's it. exactly what people are, are pointing out though is that it, you know he tweets out this thing like hey if people didn't break the laws or if they say something we don't like that's considered hate we'll just shadow ban it a little bit but just that tweet and he's given this whole thing of like what people should be allowed to say and not allowed to say and how they want to handle it. And the very next question is, will you bring Alex Jones on? He's like, no, it's like, well, that goes against everything else. You said it, the, the whole, like your, the whole piecemeal thing, like picking favorites thing kind of goes against it. So I, I agree with that. I, I understand um, what Alex Jones was kind of saying, which is like, look, let's not like try to go too hardcore with Twitter on day one. Like bring back Alex yeah. Jones is going to go pretty hard and we need to make sure that Twitter stays alive and then we can bring back a semblance of free speech over time. So I think even Alex Jones kind of sees Elon's uh, tactics with this, even if it's not what he said. You know, it's, it's, it yeah. is hypocritical, but is it a good tactic? Like that's the question. Well, look at the order things were done in, right? Elon purchased the site and then he launched Twitter Blue, which means that he got in an influx of cash to help out because he was losing massive advertisers still losing massive advertisers over you know what they expect he would do and now what he has done launches twitter blue and starts to get out from under the boot of those advertisers and then he makes big cuts in his staffing and then he starts to unban accounts and he's still in a bad spot with advertisers so you wonder like what oh and he he got rid of the child porn stuff um the major pieces of child porn before so not all the democrats are going to leave twitter is what you're saying <laughs> yeah you guys know how yeah. <laughs> you know how like if it's a if it's a two-man race one might try to get the other one to do a false start just to get in their head and i think elon bought twitter and has done a false start because you had some leave behind you had some yol roths you had some others mm-hmm. who stayed behind who pretended like they were going to be on board with all of Elon's stuff. And they were the first people to jump on board and be part of the new group to decide what's yep. able to be spoken. And then all of them got canned. And now Elon yep. has a new decision of what's, who's going to be on and off. And so I think he was wise to say, who wants to be a part of censorship again? And they all raised their hands and they all got their hands lopped off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
So maybe he's maybe he's serious about the Alex Jones thing. He looks serious about the Alex Jones thing. Um, and if he is, I hope that he, if he's going to keep Alex off, he needs to write a clear policy that's like, if you've ever been held held liable for defamation for something you said on a social media site, then you can't be here and like apply it evenly. I would hate that. All the news will just disappear from Twitter. Right. <laughs> so true. Well, so true. Yeah. Speaking of uh, making waves in Twitter, uh, Elon's definitely has done that with in the uh, in the uh, realm of the Antifa circles on Twitter, and they, they occupy a lot of different spaces on there. They coordinate uh, together in order to cause destruction in cities and target individuals. And he's recently gone after them. And started banning most of the a lot of their accounts because a lot of them are attached to child porn as well. And shocker, the, yeah, shocker, yeah. A lot a of them shocker. are in child porn. Yeah, very true. Uh, nope. So Elon Musk called it called a report on Antifa wanting to burn down Tesla. Concerning the Tesla CEO responded to Rebel News report on screenshots of calls to action. Andy No, editor at large for the Post, Millennial, shared screenshots of the call to action by the now suspended Twitter account. Ash redacted. The account posts links to Tesla's locations and encourage followers to add their own. Tonight in Portland, every city, every town, show up at your local Tesla dealership in protest of Elon Musk. One screenshot read while a photo of a burning Tesla. No reported or noted that the extremists wanted to get revenge on Elon Musk for suspending their account on Twitter. This is the kind of censorship that should have always been on Twitter, though, is the kind where it's like actual calls to violence. And this is yep. the thing that all Antifa accounts are. And then we're constantly told this lie by the media. Well, it's decentralized and there's not really any organization, even though you can go on Twitter and look up Antifa and find an Antifa chapter in your town that's telling you to burn down a neighborhood Walgreens. Like that's that's the one thing where we should all be like, hey, this is actually breaking the law. This is the kind of, quote unquote, censorship that the right actually believes in, which is, you know, things like calls to violence and instead we're getting you know we got trump banned for a call to violence by saying hey don't attack police officers be peaceful things like that now that we can see his tweets again we can see those you know those evil call to violence tweets that trump had on his timeline you know what this reminds me of this reminds me of back in the day the kkk in the south right they're the they're the arm the underground dirty arm of the democrat uniparty and to me a lot of what they did wasn't even about race it was just about the voters that they were trying to make sure they didn't go to another party through threats violence um it's very similar they're just the modern version of it to me yeah it's, it's exactly yeah. the same and they'll they'll try to keep that distance too like oh well yeah we we fund the the KKK through X, Y, and Z, and they sure they make sure to stand outside of the polling places and keep black people out and keep other people mm-hmm. out, and keep Republicans out. But uh, you know they're they're decentralized, and it's the same with Antifa. It's like yeah, we fund them with George Soros and we fly them on planes to cities to burn them down, and Kamala Harris bails them out of jail. But they're not re- they're decentralized. They're not really a wing of the Democrat Party. It's exact same tactics. Is yeah. it not a, a little bit telling that they write it up as the reason for the the call to violence is that they were banned on Twitter? As if somehow that's even remotely like excusable or rational like cause and effect. They're doing this because they were banned on Twitter. Like that's not a reason. And you can't even say that that's a valid. Why, sir, why are you doing this? Well, I was banned on Twitter. Uh, okay. That's not, uh, I mean, you have to write it up that way, but you could say that that's not a real reason. I have been banned on Twitter nine times. I've never burned down a, a Tesla. Maybe you should have Tom. Uh, that's what I'm getting wrong. <laughs> this is how you get back on. But Take it's action. Serious. But in all seriousness, though, that's why I kind of rock with the libertarians a little bit, 
because when you see the the scales tilt like this, there is a danger. I don't think the right would ever do anything like this, but there's a danger that the right goes more authoritarian, be like, hey, if you guys want to play gloves off, let's go gloves off. There's a lot of rhetoric to that effect. And you see throughout history, these pendulum swings. Uh, where... That wouldn't be authoritarian. That would be like like uh, Antifa isn't the yeah. boo. They're, they're the underground, like you just said. What you'd be referring to is like a, a, an, a, a conservative right wing underground of like people going and, and doing this to the left. But I don't think we do that because most of our people believe in a higher power and we have guilt yeah, if yeah. we do those things. I think, yeah, you're right. I think I'm thinking more like getting um, political power. And then trying yeah. to become and just wielding it like, you know, you hear a lot of people say, like, why don't we wield power like they do? They ran up in the president's crib in Mar-a-Lago. Mar why don't we run up in Obama's, you know, that kind of stuff. And it, it can just get really wild. Yeah, like they go elbow deep in Mar-a-Lago. So we go to the shoulder in Chicago. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a lot of rhetoric like that. And, and history shows that, that that tends to happen. One group perpetrates a, a terrible crime and then the opposing group turns around and retaliates worse. And I think you're right, Tom, that we're unlikely to because we believe in a higher power slash the right is just kind of impotent. And <laughs> you mean impotent or are you trying to say important? No, impotent. Just... impotent. no it's That's true. I mean. say it, say it. it's, it's true. It's true. I think the I think the concern there comes from not the, I don't know if I don't know how to put this, maybe not the mainstream, right. But like, uh, there's there's certain aspects of the quote unquote MAGA movement that are very much not uh, they don't don't believe in a high power, higher power you know what oh, I mean yeah. Yeah. and I think that th those are the real concerns the one concern I've had for a long time and I, I I feel like maybe in some small way and hopefully it's just a small way and it goes away that we're seeing this is the more anti white racism that we see the more real racists are being born mm -hmm. every day and that's a that's a concern for me in the future where it's like you know you, you keep you keep calling a kid who grew up in a trailer park privileged. And race, you know, someone, some white kid who grew up in the Appalachians, you're, you're, uh, you're racist, you're awful, you're evil, you have white privilege. And then he's looking, he's like, well, that's not true. Like my neighbor over here, who's a uh, different skin color than me is doing way better than me. So then they en end up becoming actual, you know, actual racist. And I think that's a, a concern for the future. It's a yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Real quick, um, while we have a, a transition, uh, tell us a little bit about your channel, uh, Orias. Well, man, it's been a journey since the pandemic started. That's when I grabbed my camera. I got a Canon M50, went in the basement, and I was like, man, I got to get my voice out here. I've been ever seeing what really triggered it was the pandemic. And then we had the Black Lives Matter protest. And I saw articles that said, because at that time, everybody was kind of locked down in most places. Then all of a sudden, I saw articles like, these experts say the protests are actually helping with the vibe, I was like, what the hell are you, what are you talking about? And I was just like, man, I gotta get my voice out here. I'm just a dude in my basement. I'm literally in my basement with a green screen. And um, I think it's important. Um, I, I wanna leave a better world for my sons or at least try and set an example. Like I'm not gonna be silent on this. I'm gonna be respectful. I wanna be peaceful. I wanna find a way for us to, to live together, but I'm not gonna be silent. So that's my channel, talk about politics, anything. Um, so yeah, appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to drop your channel link down there. So if you guys are, uh, have not subscribed to middle MAGA, make sure you guys go over there and give him a subscribe over to his channel. Uh, oh, yeah. Great Real, stuff. so, oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. Well, I was going to say real quick, if I can explain Middle MAGA, because a lot of people are like, Absolutely. what is that? I, my channel was called Stuck in the Middle at first. I was actually, right before the pandemic, I was actually a AOC fan. Mm -hmm. I, before that, I even said, like, AOC should be able to run for president. There shouldn't be an age limit. And I thought she was a real populist. I'm in the middle. MAGA, to me, just means populist. And I'm, I'm, I'm making that up, but I'm going to make it whatever I want it to be. It doesn't mean populist, right? It just means populist. And I'm for things like uh, universal basic income. A lot of people wouldn't be for that with MAGA. I'm for Medicare for all. Um, a lot of people in MAGA wouldn't be, like, be for that. But uh, assuming that we had a government we could trust, I think those are policies that are legitimate. So that's why I'm in the middle. I really like the populist left, even though a lot of people call them socialists or whatever. I think there's a lot of good people there. And I think if we combine, then the people who want a one-earth government, they can't win if, if we combine forces. Would you say your, your politics are similar to shoe-on heads? Yeah, yeah. It's ironic. Yeah. Man, she blocked me. Because I don't <laughs> challenge people. She blocked me on Twitter. Shoe, I she love your channel. You're yeah. an inspiration. You're a living legend. Don't unblock me. But no, Aww. she's great. She's great. Yes, I am very similar. She's turned a little bit more libertarian, too. And yeah. I love her channels. I, I enjoy her. I met her in person, and she's she's a she's a cool person. I I don't agree with her on a lot of things, and I'm you know same things I probably don't agree with you on, but a lot of that like core populist sentiment I really appreciate. Same here. So what I heard you saying is you don't you don't think that uh, going out and burning a Walgreens and and that was helping with the vaccine or with the with oh the pandemic? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Even, yeah, and it's like, you know, at that point I was a blue pilled. You know, I watch, I still watch MSNBC and the mainstream news, and at that point, I believed everything from the basically everything. But then I had slowly started seeing lies about Trump, so that yeah. was kind of waking me up, and I'm like, damn, like. You can't find truth to, to go up at Trump. Why are you lying about him? And and then after the pandemic came, I was like, now I think they're lying about life and death. So I'm like, what? where's the end to this? What is happening? So for doing the channel has kind of forced me to dig into stuff. And I'm well behind a lot of people who have been red-pilled for a while. But yeah, that really opened me up. Not just it didn't make any sense. It was like, if you really care about black people, why would you act like that's okay was there like one moment or one thing that like turned over like that that stone that you turned over like that lie that you flipped and found that the truth behind it and what was that Ooh, the the trump lie about the good people on both sides if you don't know about that lie go watch the clip that is how they portrayed it is nothing how he meant it and when i saw that i'm like something's wrong like something's really off here and then they did it in the impeachment hearing too. I'm like, are you gonna lie to they, try and impeach the guy? They they that, still hold on to this lie. They're yeah, still, people still believe it. Yeah, in the and, Trump and, and bleach lie too, where he told people to go drink right. bleach. Nancy Pelosi repeated that a couple different times. They're yeah, still and, writing it up now, as in <laughs> the guy who just told you to drink bleach and inject it into your skin to fight COVID just announced he's running again. And I'm like, yeah. do you guys honestly still pushing this? Yeah. It's funny it because before you asked that question, Tom, I was actually about to bring up the uh, the good people on both sides thing because I feel like that's where the media's kind of shot themselves in the foot because this is the same story I hear from a lot of people who are like, hey, I used to think this way, mm -hmm. and then I saw the media lie and lie and lie, and it was specifically that lie for a lot of the people that I've talked to uh, as well as the bleach one. 
uh, where people are like, look, they're lying to me on this. Now I'm going to actually start digging in and find out where they're lying to me on everything else. Well, and psychologically, I'll just throw this in there, too. People want to root for the underdog. People want to root for the the guy who is seen to overcome and not the one who's seen to be dominant always. Mm. Um, it's the same reason that even if you're the winner, you'll let the other guy win sometimes because otherwise he doesn't want to play. So when you're <laughs> when you're watching the underdog, you want to watch him overcome and the people that see, okay, I didn't like Trump and I don't maybe agree with everything he says, but I really don't like that they're lying. And now I see he's kind of the underdog and now they kind of almost want to root for him even if they don't like him. That's like the hate watchers. They'll watch, they don't even like him, but they, they almost love to watch him and hate him. Yeah, and can you believe Joe Biden launched his campaign on the Charlottesville lie? Yeah. I couldn't believe that. I can't believe they picked that as the thing to say they launched the campaign on. So appropriate looking back at it, but so evil. Yeah, so well, I, well, if you get if you don't know, Arias, I'm a big Biden Fetterman fan, and hmm. I'm I'm rooting for both of them for 2024 because it's a no brainer. So you know, I'm just uh, <laughs> oh, the, the race between Biden Fetterman. I think there's a race between them, but it's a race to the to the dirt. <laughs> Man, when when they said that Fetterman won, I was on air, I was live, and I was like, "No, nah, y'all are lying. There's no way possible." <laughs> So we're in a weird place right now. You don't even have to literally don't have to put to, you don't have to be able to put together a complete sentence to make it to the Senate. What's, what's That's crazy about world. what's crazy about Fetterman is he actually campaigned, though. And what we've mm-hmm. seen coming from the left in the last couple of years is people winning campaigns that never went out and debated, never went out and uh, did interview Katie Hobbs and Katie Joe Biden Hobbs. were the two people I'm thinking of. They win against, you know, really populist, really, uh, you know, energetic people. energetic candidates who people you know love or hate them but they're they're have a have an opinion about them and instead people are like katie who joe yeah. who like that that guy that had like seven people like sitting in hula hoops in the field <laughs> at one time you know like, in 2016 hillary got dragged for not going to michigan for not going to yeah. wisconsin right biden didn't go anywhere in 2020 mm-hmm. and no one says a word and then on top of it you can't talk about it so then I'm like, wait, something really crazy is going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I, it's just, it was unreal. Um, and wow, we really slid off our, uh, well, I guess it was oh. more of a transition topic anyway. And while we're doing no transitions, yeah, we're transitioning. Abby, we're transitioning. No, only I segues. What was that, Frank? I feel gay. I do. I feel gay. Okay. <laughs> I feel gay. Abby, you want to tell us a little bit about that uh, coffee? Well, okay, so I don't know if you all seen some of the the news and and rumors out there about Black Rifle Coffee Company, your favorite, maybe not so favorite, veteran-owned. They're they're veteran-founded now, according to the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not veteran-owned anymore. You know that company that the only thing they had going for them, because the coffee's not that good, the only thing they had going for them was that they were conservative and they liked guns. And then, then they just threw Kyle Rittenhouse under the bus and now some of their documents have been leaked such that it's clear that some employees donated money to the Democrats. <laughs> yeah, like so, a, a well, lot of the president money. quoted as saying like he he called people MAGA chuds and said he didn't want Trump voters buying his coffee. Yeah. Like th- that's we've known we've base, known this dude. about them. Why 
Well, we've known this the same way that we've known about Dan Crenshaw, but there's a right. lot of people who don't. And that's the whole thing is like Dan Crenshaw, people have this this view of him from SNL and then Black Rifle Coffee. People have this view of them from some funny vi Instagram videos they did like five years ago where mm -hmm. they pretended to be all about guns. They maybe don't know about the fact that the one time their whole brand was built around the Second Amendment, the one time mm -hmm. they could have stood up for someone who actually successfully used the Second Amendment to defend themselves uh, they threw him under the bus. They dropped people who were, uh, well, they dropped Elijah Schaefer specifically because of that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, MAGA chuds, donations to the Democratic Party. How many? How much money was it to Act Blue that they donated? Uh, Can't be sure. It was several different was employees donating yeah, yeah. different amounts. Yeah. yeah. But I, I would argue that Donald Trump Jr. is not necessarily shilling. I, I don't know. Maybe I mean, he's taking a bad position trying to defend them, but shilling of them would be like, uh, advertising BRCC as if there was no problem at all and completely ignoring the drama. He's taking it head on. Yeah, so he says in this tweet, Donald Trump Jr. kind of comes out, he says, seeing tw uh, tweets attacking Black Rifle Coffee because a handful of their 1,000 employees donated to Dems. Hypocrites are tweeting from iPhones while 90% of Apple donations go to Dems. BRC is conservative success story. They do more for vets than anybody. Stop the friendly fire. I don't agree that they're conservative. Like, that's, I, I think that's a... a I don't agree it's that they're a conservative company. I don't think they've ever been conservative in their beliefs. I think that word actually has to mean something, and it yep. really bothers me every time that conservative is used to mean anybody who's to the right of Bernie Sanders is conservative okay. now. It's just they've, they've never actually been conservative. I don't think they would have ever called themselves conservative. You could say they were. Well, they did. Pro, they just lied. Did they call themselves conservative? I think it was just sort of implied. It was by pitched as black rifle coffee company. We blow shit up. We're cool because we have lots of guys doing fast things. Action, action, action. One shot in the you know it's, I, everything gets done in one shot for the commercial. Uh huh. It was it I was very argue, conservative. I would argue that it's not very conservative to have a bunch of prostitutes dancing around in every single one of your videos. That's well, my that point. came later. That was pretty early on. Or for the, the married founder to be hitting on Nicole Arbor in the text she exposed a couple years ago. Anyways, so speaking of coffee companies owned by veterans that are conservative that we might want to actually give our dollars to, that actually make good coffee that's roasted to order, North Arrow Coffee Company is in the chat and is, is a wonderful supporter of what we do here. And we like to give back... Um, he sent Rob over there, sent PJ and I both some of the new Christmas blends. So I'm into the candy cane, which I didn't think I was going to like because I don't even like mint. That but it's so, so good, subtle. It's yeah. really good. And then the Christmas blend, which I'm not into yet, but I'm sure it's going to be just as good. Everything that they make is so good. 15% of all proceeds go toward saving babies. That This is a pro-life coffee company. Money goes to help. Uh, to pre uh, crisis pregnancy centers and it's just it's just all around they have their beliefs they act on their beliefs the founders have not taken paychecks to date but money is already going to help save babies so i could not recommend the coffee more highly yeah actual conservative coffee company yeah <laughs> what was that did you say pj10 for 10 percent off i think is what she said there's oh. there's two Two codes you can use. You can use code Abby10 or code PJ10. Both will work to give you 10% off. If you like me, use mine. But use if you're a good if, if you're a good human being, use mine. Yeah, yeah. 
we, we know how we know how it goes yeah no the, for real though like this is i i actually like that there's a uh an alternative out there because i i was kind of like i've always kind of had my, my same beliefs about black rifle where i was like okay they're pro-veteran i wouldn't call them conservative but it was really the kyle rittenhouse thing for me i was like your whole brand like if you can if there's one thing you're going to do as a coffee company who's made their entire brand around guns maybe it would be defending the person who actually you you know utilize the second amendment Talking about our story earlier with Antifa, though, isn't it interesting how Kyle Rittenhouse can just like quote unquote indiscriminately fire into a group of Antifa and hit a pedophile? Like talking about <laughs> like <laughs> talking about like how you know pervasive that is amongst them. So wait, didn't he hit two? Uh, he hit a woman beater and a pedophile, and mm. the other you, one was you could you maybe could, it was two, maybe it was two. You could randomly fire into a jail and hit better people. <laughs> facts true yeah true all right well let's talk a little bit about the uh our neighbors no. north of us Gosh. here our our, our uh, wonderful neighbors in canada and actually i have some relatives that live in canada but they live in the western part of canada um which is a little bit more conservative he he, he stated is the texas of canada but it's still way more liberal than any conservative state here in the u.s but it's the most conservative place they have in canada anyway uh this story came across here was trudeau makes an appearance on canada's drag race while trudeau was adored on the show he has been criticized as a fascist and dictator by those such as russell brand joe rogan and protesters across canada well while he was on there uh let's see here let me uh grab this I love how he's so much smaller than the host there. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, that's hilarious. That is a brave and bold and beautiful woman who could play for the NBA. Okay. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, <clears throat> I, I, is it this one here? Yeah, here it is. He says, uh, Trudeau is quoted saying, can we move beyond tolerating, he continued, and start embracing and loving and accepting and learning from and being challenged by that's how you build a resilient society. And that's what we're trying to do in Canada. Speaking of the drag people. I almost no. said something I shouldn't have said. What, what were you going to say? <laughs> I mean, you, I could say it, but like you said, so, being, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, no, I, was, I was just going to say, this is how they continue to push the Overton window, right? It, yeah. it went from uh, being tolerant now to ex you have to accept and you have to, as I think it was Tom who was saying before the show, that either now you become gay or we're going to lock you up for not being gay. And that's you're going to make you be gay in prison. One or the other, you're going to be <laughs> gay one way or the other. You're going to be gay before, or you're going to be gay going in or out. <laughs> got a purdy mouth, boy. That's, that's what they're basically saying. They just got banjo lessons. That's the only, <laughs> only extracurricular activity they got. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but that's the whole thing about the the quote unquote tolerance thing is it's like, well, we just want tolerance, just want to be accepted. Now we want you to affirm us. Now we want to punish you for not saying that we're brave and bold and beautiful and wonderful. And so much so that like we've talked about this before, but now it's like if you want to date a woman, but you don't want to date a woman with a penis, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> that's a man. You're, you're intolerant. That's a man, PJ. Yeah, that's a that's a dude. Yeah. I was using the left's term. I know. Yeah. That's a man, baby. That is a man. Yeah, the, the challenge I, is a man. <laughs> the challenge I see with this is that they're associating the government with this. I don't know if you want to call it a movement or this identity, which is different than the people. So, like, I have nothing but love. No, no, no one is intolerant, generally speaking, to 
people depending on what they want to do with their lives in their private homes or anything. But now they're taking it almost like they do with black people, Black Lives Matter, and then they associate it with the government. And it never includes, like in America, it never includes MAGA. I said on one of my videos in Dallas in the summer, they had one of the drag shows at a bar. I don't know if you remember with the sign up that said it won't lick itself. Literally yeah. happened with children in there. Yeah. And I said, if that, instead of that sign, there was a Make America Great Again sign, none of them would have went in there. So it almost feels like it's nothing more than an anti-populist uh, agenda. I, if it was in a gay strip club, I think it would have said Make America Gay Again. But yeah, I get, I get the points. <laughs> I think people are obsessed even... with their identity. Like, yeah. it used to have a national identity. You'd yep. be happy to see an American flag when you walk into a place because you knew, okay, this is my kind of place. They, they like my country. And now it's like they walk into a place that has the pride flag and they think, oh, the, these people are having my ideology. They share in my pride for queerness. And uh, I, I think that's really what we're seeing. And to tie it back in, remember, we were asking, well, why? Because they've got the, the, the boosters out and nobody, statistically, nobody wants it. People aren't getting it. And it's like, why are people afraid to speak what they know? I think that's part of it. Like, how many people feel comfortable saying, ah, uh, nah, I don't want to put the rainbow on this or that? It, it almost is a soft co coercion. Yeah, you have to wonder how many guys were wearing the armband in 1940s and didn't want to be, but just were because that's the uniform mm -hmm. on either side. So we have our, our first... Um, uh, what else I going to say? Our first meme of the night from Might Be Wrong, if you guys want to see this. So yeah. I don't, I don't uh, know how to do. it says, you know, having a tiny penis isn't that big of a deal. I know, Emily, but I kind of wish you didn't have one at all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel gay. So <laughs> thanks. Might be wrong. Appreciate that. We had we had a tweet from from uh, Don't Tread on Me sad faces when you can't watch last American podcast because your wife insists you watch Christmas movies with her. Just um, tell her this is a Christmas movie. That's right. Yeah. yeah women are, are, women will believe anything. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no one laughed at that. You, well, okay. you know, well, Tom, well, Tom I, I would I just would, leave me out to dry there guys. That's cool. I, I, I back you up on that because I remember when the first Deadpool uh, movie came out, they, they marketed it as a date movie. I took my wife to see that. that on Valentine's Day. Yeah, no. it, it was yes, released on Valentine's Day, and it pitched it to, to be a I loved love story. It. Yeah, yeah, you just you just tell your wives story. that the movie you want to see is a is a comedy. It's a chick flick. Yeah, and you're just halfway flick. through, like I'm sure it gets it's gonna change. It gets better, and it, and it has what what's the guy's name that does Deadpool? Uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. He, he does a lot of rom coms. And yeah, just tell her it's Ryan Gosling, and then later you got the wrong Ryan. Whoops. Whoopsies. You know, I really had to sacrifice to get my wife to go to Deadpool, though, on Valentine's Day because we did a double feature and I had to see Zoolander 2. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So, what a she, boner don't, kill. Don't, don't ever let my wife say that I don't do anything for her. Yeah. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes. And then people were asking, what's your favorite Thanksgiving movie? Uh, so did no one. I, I guess I didn't. I forgot to say The Patriot. I was asked and I did not answer The Patriot before. That's the best Thanksgiving movie. I always say Planes, Trains, and Automobiles because that one's like a really, really Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving movie. I will say this about Die Hard because there's always this there's always this argument over if Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I just want to ask the chat really quick. Is Home Alone a Christmas movie? Yeah. Because Die Hard is Home Alone for adults. It's the same movie. Mm. <laughs> They're the exact same movie. Well, not, One of them's got a kid okay. and one of them's got an adult. Pretty much. Which one came first? <laughs> Die Hard. Die Hard. Right. So then Home Alone is Die Hard yeah, for kids. Sorry. Yeah. Home Alone is Die Hard for kids. Yeah, PJ. 
but it's right. But my point is, it's the same movie. It's just that one of them has a child and one of them has an adult. Like that's the only difference. And Nakatomi Plaza, but whatever. Yeah, well, Nakatomi Plaza and and the McAllister House are basically you know the same thing. Yeah, they're, all, they're each worth almost the same amount. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Real estate, probably. <laughs> Real estate's if insane. If McAllister House, you know, was uh, on a uh, on a Middle America budget. Apparently, it was like Middle America. Okay. I was like, really? <laughs> no soup for Knowles. Home Alone is a Christmas movie, and Die Hard is not. Explain. Yeah. Give me a reason how Home Britta, Alone is more of a Christmas movie. Britta has been fighting in the Die Hard Christmas movie wars for years now. I'm pretty Frank, sure. Frank, by the way, the McAllisters were not a middle class family, I don't think. That was like asked and answered on one of those Tumblr threads oh, or Reddit okay. threads. The mom is always disorganized because she's a high ranking executive. Same as dad. Uh, so they're both very well to do and they're normally not around the house. And how they why, had that many kids is beyond me. But that's why Kevin felt left out all the time because his parents were always at work. Well, and if you guys remember, he got in trouble and got sent to bed early with no you know, treats or whatever before bed. And then he didn't get woken up and they counted the neighbor kid when they were doing the head count. And so Kevin was never even in the car. Kevin McAllister. Now I have a BB gun. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> Speaking of Christmas movies and things, there is a new show out uh, starring Tim Allen that's gotten a bit of yes. leftist hate. PJ, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so the the Santa Clauses. It's out on Disney Plus of all places, and it's got two episodes out so far, and me and Abby watched both of them. And one of the things that Tim Allen was talking about fighting for is he said that he wanted it to be a, a, have a Christian message and that you would have to watch the whole show to get to uh, an overt Christian message. And he said, it's a Christian holiday. Like, why would we not have a Christian message in a, in a, a movie about a Christian holiday? Mm -hmm. So I'm shocked that this is on Disney Plus for that reason. And it hasn't gotten there yet. Um, but we we're, uh, me and Abby have been watching. What was your thoughts on the first two episodes? They're they're good fun. They're, I don't think they're particularly deep, at least not not no. yet. It's just kind of surface level Christmas spirit, Christmas cheer type stuff. But nothing woke, nothing that I wouldn't show a kid. I, I would actually say it's funny to me because it was actually anti-woke in at least one or two scenes that made me laugh. Like, like to be honest, it's pretty much a, a, a Hallmark Christmas movie. Like, it's yeah. not very yeah. good. But there was a scene where the... the, the <laughs> There was the one elf who was being very woke in the board meeting, and it's kind of making fun of her. So yeah. I don't know where that storyline's going, but as far as I can tell, the only thing in it so far is a, a kind of jabs at, at the woke left. And then supposed to be like a Christmas. Uh, I can't tell if you're selling movie. me on this or not. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it like it's good to watch with your kids. Like that's what I would yeah. say. It's like it's a good one to watch with the kids. I'm a big fan of the original Santa Claus, which I think was a much higher tier movie and comedy and stuff like that like this is very uh, it's very hallmarky but then how did you feel about the santa claus 2 the return clause and then how did you feel about santa santa claus 3 the escape clause i've never seen santa claus 3 actually i like the second one the second one i guess my point was i hadn't seen either and i'm hoping that i got the titles right but the fact that they took that series into a series and all the way downhill the first movie was good they should have just left it at that scott calvin let it be a solo run you're good to go it, it should it have been as a solo movie, for but it sure. made money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those yeah. the mouse ears started wiggling. They were like, "Oh boy, my money!" <laughs> I, I Waffle think so number two was was the best one, honestly. Really? Stop I it! I, agree. I was. You... I agree with Abby on that one. No, I, I believe it was the best. The best one of the three. Tell me why, How? Frank. <laughs> 
Yeah, Wait, I don't hear any oh. reasons. I hear no reasons. Oh, oh. <laughs> I hear nothing. You muted my mic. <laughs> How convenient, Tom. <laughs> hey, listen. If you if you don't like what a man's going to say, you cut out his tongue, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yep. You put it right onto that Twitter board. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Yoel. Yeah. No, I thought the first. I liked. I liked the first Santa Claus. I thought the second one was just like okay. Osiris, what's your favorite Christmas movie in the house? Um, Die Hard comes to mind. I can't lie. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I only saw the first Santa Claus. I didn't even know there was a sequel, actually. It's a, Good man. It's a trilogy. As it should okay. be. <laughs> oh, somebody said the Grinch. The Grinch original. The original. Yeah. Which yeah, I'm gonna be good. the I, like I'm the, gonna be the only person. Like the cartoon who original or like the original live make uh Wait, yeah, like the Burl Ives original cartoon or yes. like the Jim Carrey original live action. I'm gonna be I the like, only person who does not like the original the, the, the Jim Carrey live action. I feel I like I'm like the only Jim person who doesn't one. like it. I like that one. I don't hate it, but like it's not it's not like as great as everybody makes it out to be. You're a right, I'm going to say uh, an, <laughs> an un, unpopular opinion because I was right at that age, I think. When the Grinch movie came out, where I was, I thought that the uh, the neighbor, Cindy Lou Who's neighbor, was smoking hot. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> she's cute. Well, Britta, Britta, with her terrible movie takes, predictably agrees with BJ. Me and me and Britta can <laughs> finally find some agreement. One of these days, I will get you to understand what a fantastic Christmas movie Die Hard is. And Die Hard Two is still a Christmas movie, but it's just not that good. Just saying. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, you guys got to see the uh, a good, a good uh, Disney. If you don't know, all right, we always have to have PJ go out and watch these terrible movies. And we thought we'd give uh, PJ a break and actually let him watch something that wouldn't be so terrible, like uh, the Santa Clauses. Uh, because I thought about sending him to this movie over the uh, holiday. I almost went too. I was I was debating Friday of going and catching this as a matinee just to make fun of it. Wow. But I'm, yeah, Osiris, it you're you're missing out on the context, which is that PJ went and saw Bros I did by that. himself <laughs> twice. No, he did. No, he did. I didn't. did not see Bros. I did. Okay. I did see they them though, and that's probably worse. Oh my yeah. goodness! They them was ma- the worst movie I've ever watched in my now, life. Now was it so bad that you could laugh at it at no. least? No, no. Oh, see, this no. is the thing. I I no, actually, cried. Actually, it was weird. <laughs> I actually wanted to watch they them to laugh at it because I like bad horror movies, and I got another uh, friend of the show and a guest that's, that's been on here, Katie Zed, to watch it with me. And I've never been able to apologize enough to Katie Zed for making wow. her watch they them because it, it it was advertised as a horror movie. I'm like, oh, to be a bad horror movie, I can laugh at it. It was not a horror movie. It was basically a soft core gay porno. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah. PJ felt really gay. <laughs> now when you say basically what was gay. missing well i fast forwarded <laughs> through the gay porno parts i guess so i don't know i guess it just was a a, a low-rent gay porno with kevin uh kevin bacon but yeah. kevin bacon wow. wasn't that he wasn't gay but he was in it yeah wow. I, well, he was taking have... careful note <laughs> as to who was gay and who wasn't <laughs> yeah he hasn't been gay since uh since uh footloose Speaking so. of being gay, let's get back on track. <laughs> Speaking of being gay, so let's <laughs> take a look at the story coming to us from the Gateway Pundit. It says, Go Woke, Go Broke, Disney's first openly gay teen romance flops at the box office, receives the lowest rating ever for a Disney animated feature. Who could have seen Shocker. this coming? 
So the new Disney animated movie Strange World opened to a disappointing 4.2 million on Wednesday and is expected to make less than 24 million in the first five days in theaters. For a movie with an estimated 180 million in production costs, those are worrying low returns. Yeah. Have they, have they blamed the audience yet? Like they did with bros. Like this is the thing they never seem to learn their lesson. And then we always get the article that comes out and it's like, well, this is really the fault of these, uh, these trans uh, exclusionary radical feminists and the parents who don't want to indoctrinate their children. That's why we're getting nightclubs shot up is because people don't want to mutilate the kids. If you would just mutilate the kids, people wouldn't get shot. Right. So I just, I'm waiting for those articles to come out, but this is that I just don't think they'll learn the, le like what will it take for them to learn the lesson that nobody wants a gay teen romance cartoon. I thought you just were going to end, end the sentence that no one wants a gay teen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not well, that people... I was going to say, but Kevin Hart got canceled for that. So whether, whether you'd like it, I or see not, him performing. I'm just saying, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not that people are religious or against gay people. Most of our population is completely fine with homosexuality. However, most people realize that, Kids shouldn't be thinking about sex. I, I I hear I hear you, Tom. I hear you. Loud. Can you hear my head rattling? Can you hear it shaking backwards? Yeah. But just statistically, most people in America, I, I don't think that the movie did poorly because people are homophobic. I think the movie did poorly because people recognize, in order to recognize that you are homosexual, you have to be thinking about sex. You have to be thinking about who you're attracted to, and nobody wants their kids thinking about sex at the age where they're watching these movies. Well, also, isn't it like, why is it wrong to have norms in a society? Like, that's the other thing that nobody wants to talk about is like, it's not normal. Like, even even if you're OK with it, it's like, what, 2% of the population. So, A, you're advertising to the smallest common denominators. So you're advertising to gay people who don't have kids, by the way, unless they're Dave Rubin and literally force <laughs> a woman to become a, a, a incubator for them. Unless they're rich, basically. Child, child right. psychology, we all know that if you expose a child to something, that child is more likely to absorb it and take it on. Right. Not that they are now aware of it and can make a decision. They are more likely to take it on. So when you make a bunch of kids much more aware of sex at an earlier age and you tell them that gayness is just another choice in sex, you're not you're not just encouraging people to, you know, become gay where they wouldn't be. You're like you're almost forcing some to take that on where they otherwise wouldn't have even been aware of it until it was, you know, sticking out to them like a sore thumb. No, I someone agree else. with you. The, yeah. the point I think Abby was trying to make is like there's like the the majority of Americans are kind of okay with the the stuff, even if you're you're 100 right, Tom. But I think what she's saying is it's the movie didn't flop because people are homophobic. That's the. Oh, I, I was just I was biting on the bait that we absolutely uh, all hate. Like that, that their argument is we didn't watch the movie because we all secretly meet up and talk about how much we hate gay people. <laughs> well, yeah, we uh, do do that, but that's not why the movie flopped. <laughs> Yeah, America, man, people, are, Americans are so loving. Like everybody, you know, for the most part, people raise their children to be understanding and loving of all different people. I'm going to go with the financial route on this, ESG. And I think that's what's going to keep this fuel because this goes against free market principles. Yep. Nobody wants a bad story. If you tell a good story, some of my favorite characters on HBO, Omar from The Wire, um, Ed BC from um, Oz, or I think it was Oz, yeah, they're great, legendary characters. It's not about gay or not. And over this weekend, did you hear that the Biden administration, they finalized a rule that will allow that um, the people managing your retirement fund, your 401k, 
to default into ESG positions. So they can take your money and default it in based on this. If you don't know what ESG is, it's basically like a, a, a credit score, social credit score for companies. So if you do stuff like this, it doesn't matter if it's a success, a success or not, the money would go towards funding BlackRock, whoever else, and they would be investing in Disney. Right. Yeah, and that's that's why I think this stuff sticks around. It's totally the ESG stuff. The yeah, only way. It, yeah. It's that, and it's because they've forgotten how to tell good <sighs> stories. And so exactly. all they have going for them are these woke talking points where they're like, look, this terrible story I wrote has a gay character in it. Aren't you going to love it? And I can blame you if you don't. And and they just genuinely, they're so unmoored from the truth. And when you're unmoored from the truth, you cannot tell a good story. And so they know that and they, they have to lean into this stuff. Yeah. And I mean, do we all forget that there's a not so secret gay agenda going on at Disney? <laughs> so true. Well, do you think that's going to change with the... Uh... No. No, not, no. It there could get go. worse. Not, not until we fit the ESG stuff is so in depth right now. I don't, I don't see it changing without changing that structure. ESG is so pervasive right now that I feel like they are going to be the ones to to bail out the whole SBF thing. I mean, he was they were heavily in, uh, invested in that as well, and everything he talked about was you know trying to be. ESG. He had a perfect FTX is the only company with a perfect ESG score. Yep. So well, why do I mean, you think I don't that know Disney does? But why do you think that FTX will ever be bailed out? Because they're already talking about it. They're too big to fail. I mean, it's the same. People are already saying this. NPR, NPR is saying this. Breitbart has made the the look who's all connected to the FTX scandal. Because you got to reward your allies. He's been a great ally to the people who have the power to bail him out. Also, this is a big deal for effective altruism. If they let that fail, that whole Mm -hmm. that whole movement fails too. Yeah, well, talking about effective altruism, uh, SBF might have almost uh, sunk that himself since he can't seem to stay off of Twitter and, and incriminating himself. Now he's like his private messages are being leaked and he's got this one out where he was talking to Portnoy and Portnoy said, uh, Dave Portnoy said, you were really uh, you were really good at talking about ethics for someone who kind of all saw it as a game with winners and losers. And SBF responds, yeah, he, he, I had to be. It's what reputations are made of to some extent. I feel bad for those who got effed by it. By, by this dumb game we woke Westerners play where we say all the right I'm sorry I don't shibboleths. know shibboleths and so everyone likes us so his whole yeah, it's, thing a, was, it's a Hebrew word for a term that you say you don't believe it but it's a lie that gets okay. you into the club it's a way that like you oh. you you wave the okay. flag that's in your pocket and the other person raises the same flag and waves it at you stuff it back in your pocket that's the shibboleth it's, it means nothing it's a meaningless little statement you say it like I'm being altruistic wow. they say oh I like that and then it doesn't mean anything. You steal their money and then they'll bail you out. And that's what he's admitting to. It's all a grift. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole effective altruism thing has been a grift from the beginning. I mean, his whole thing was, I just want to make money to give it away. That's why I've got a $40 million apartment in the Bahamas and do meth sex parties with my company of, of thieves. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. But, come but, to but Allegan, Michigan and do meth sex parties like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> the word means virtue signal. It's the Hebrew word for virtue signal. Basically, okay. Is what Tom said. Okay. I just yeah. simplified it. That's what somebody else said in the chat as well. Yeah. Okay. I, I just was not familiar with it. I appreciate uh, yeah. appreciate that. Well, it's been around a lot longer than that virtue signal, but I like that they've some they summed it up in that two so were two words. It's a lot better. Yeah. It, it it is an old word, and I don't think it always used to mean lie. I think it's come to mean lie, but it used to. The dictionary definition is like a custom principle or belief distinguishing a particular class or group of people, especially a longstanding one regarded as outmoded or no longer important. Yeah. 
But uh, as as Frank was saying, look, let's take a look at uh, all the people who are investing in FTX and why I think I've been saying this for since the start of this thing is I think he's going to get bailed out. He still has been extradited to the United States. Yep. Everybody's kind of speculating they're, on December 7th. They're still going to push through his bill to try to centralize crypto. Uh, and here's a list of every Republican who took money from SBF or FTX executives in 2022 cycle. So the Democratic list um, is is not shocking to anybody that this guy is the number two donor to the Democratic Party, only behind George Soros, right? And then I remember I was getting fact-checked by a lot of people, and I was getting a lot of crap from people for saying, like, this is a money laundering scheme. They're like, it can't be. It's Republicans, too. And I'm like, no, you're not getting it. If you look at the list, and I said this before the names were out, I said, if you look at the PACs that he's donating to, all of them say forward-thinking Republicans. All of them say Republicans who are cool with lockdowns. And I can insinuate from everything it's saying about the type of Republican, the establishment Republicans, they're all going to be very heavy in favor of sending all of your tax money to Ukraine. And now we have the list. And you know, right at the top, $2.5 million to the Senate Leadership Fund, which is Mitch McConnell, the Congressional Leadership Fund, which is McCarthy, uh, another 120000 to Team McConnell. Take back the House. Another McCarthy, $100,000. Uh, and you can just go on and on down the list of these. Some of this is just him throwing money away. Like he also gave money to Herschel Walker right there Walker, under Marco yeah. Rubio. And I, he, I don't know what, how you can explain that other than just yeah. him being stupid with his money. And by, by the way, we we're saying his money. It's not his. It's right. client funds. He stole it. This is why I don't understand how he'd ever get a bailout. He didn't lose the money. He stole it. There's no bailing needed. There's retrieval needed. Right. But well, I is, think, but there isn't going to be though. Right. Well, I think too, like you're saying, like Herschel Walker and stuff like that. Like he had a bad track record of giving like tons of money to candidates who lost big, and then also tons of money to candidates who had no um, competition. And I think he's just trying to grease the skids for the, for the legislation that he wants, for the type of money laundering that he's involved in. So, or give I, money to surprise. Herschel Walker early just to make sure he gets through the primary, and then he becomes the guy who can't be right. Warnock. Yep. Right. Yep. And that's, yeah. that's what you see with like the J.D. Vance as well. They, that was somebody they were trying to do that to as well. Well, this is a this is like a not even a secret uh, Democrat agenda anymore is let's fund the MAGA Republicans that we think will lose. Let's fund the America first candidates that we think will lose. And then we can make the whole America first movement look bad by mm. picking who we think are bad candidates. And I'm not saying Herschel Walker is a bad candidate. I'm just saying that was the they, they stated this them. openly on CNN. Yeah. Um, that they want to pick people that they think will lose. That's actually what they did with Donald Trump, by the way, and it totally backfired on them, which I love. I mean, the TV uh, host uh, wrote checks to Trump's campaign back in 2015, 2016. A lot of them, a lot of them. But they they learned, though, they so they flooded the money some of it they flooded the market with money some of it the FTX and for example in Arizona it made it hard for Blake Masters because Mark Kelly had a ton of money was flooding the zone with ads and it drove up the rates for TV ads Blake Masters couldn't compete Blake Masters was outspent I believe if you look at outside money including his money by like 67 million and he barely kind of lost when you look at how much money he was outspent by. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you actually have uh, the Carrie Lake campaign actually making a lot of noise about that right now and a lot of their filings there in Arizona uh, related to the uh, FTX uh, funding and things like that that Katie Hobbs and the election officials were receiving during that campaign cycle. Hey, yeah, it's quarter you- after eight. It's 8.15, 8.16. If you're watching this now, if you could make sure you hit like on the stream, wherever you're watching it, make sure that you check out all the different talking heads and faces on your screen. If you could, that's PJ Williams at Conspiracy Pilled, Tom here from America Floats, Frank from Let's Be Frank, 
Osiris. He's got his website, middlemaga.com. Check him out. And uh, want to, again, just let people know where they can find your social medias. Yeah, I'm at, you can search Middle Maga on Twitter. I'm on Twitter a lot, but you can go to the website, middlemaga.com. And then on Twitter, you can search Middle Maga. You should be able to find me. And then I guess Abby Libby, but she's not on screen. So we'll just mention her. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I, I want to dive into this uh, thing because I think this is going to take a lot of time uh, to kind of break down is the recent meeting that I think a lot of uh, of our viewers are up to speed with Kanye West's desire to become president or campaign to become president. And recently he flew down to Mar-a-Lago to go have dinner with Trump and to ask him to be his vice president uh, for this upcoming election cycle. And we had a pretty, uh, we started to have a conversation before we came on air. I told everybody to save it until we got uh, on air because I thought it was going to be a pretty good conversation to have. Uh, and and with everything that's kind of happening with this election cycle, okay, we've had a lot of speculation with DeSantis, mm-hmm. and we have uh, Trump, and now we got you know Kanye West, and we have all of these things kind of leading into a campaign, uh, the primaries and stuff like that. How does this all shake out? How do you feel about it? And where are you guys at with uh, your guys' uh, thought process behind all of this? Well, I can start. I, what they're trying to do, Kanye's not joking. He's being really serious, y'all. This is not a joke. He went, he, ran, he went up in there. He brought Nick Fuentes with him, and Trump didn't know who he was. So it, that, was, that was a very bold move by Kanye. Um, if you don't know, Nick Fuentes is a highly banned um, commentator, very smart dude, whether you agree with him or not. And he, he was, he's a huge Trump supporter. At that dinner, he told Trump how much he liked him. But they're, they're making a move they don't they don't think trump of 2020 they don't think the trump of now is the same as trump as 2016. they didn't even like the trump of 2020 that much so kanye went in there and said he wasn't joking y'all he said uh trump do you want to be my vice president imagine that (laughs) yeah i I had started out by just saying that i i think that that's the power move and and i'll i'll start by just repeating what i said the the Kanye, because I said we said this before the show, I think Kanye knows and he's asked people, how do you become the vice presidential pick? And they all told him you have to announce that you're running for president. You have to show that you want to be the big guy. Then that big guy has to be the guy who steamrolls you and then decides to take you anyways as the second guy. And that's kind of how he has to pitch himself. So he goes to Mar-a-Lago. He knows he's thumbing Trump's eye to ask him to be the B, to be the VP. But it's the only way to differentiate himself and make Trump think he's serious. So I think Osiris is totally right. Kanye means it. He's serious. He wants to go all in because if he does, if he pushes all his chips in, he thinks he'll at least get a good viable shot at a VP pick and maybe be a part of the ticket with Trump in 2024. That's the calculus I think he's going to play. Absolutely. It's a power move. If he could be VP or whatever. And if you look at the midterms, MAGA Republicans in general had a Gen Z problem. And you see Nick Fuentes on there. They're obviously not going to court. We're not in a world where you're courting anybody anymore. You're trying to bring people out. Nick Fuentes is a ground organizer type of dude. He can bring people out. Milo, however you think about Milo Yiannopoulos, um, you know, he's got a lot of controversy with him. He's a very bright dude also. They'll be able to say, hey, we're, we can solve your Gen Z, bring them out to vote problem. So now we have power in the movement. What you think, BJ? 
Uh, about which part? I'm just taking a lot in. All of it. It's a lot. I've been there, <laughs> I, think, man. I think Tom's right. I think I think Kanye's doing this in order to try to, you know, it, it's, a, it's a tactic. I'm not sure if Kanye really wants to be, uh, you know, run against Trump, you know, in that way, but... Um, I think that's kind of I think that's kind of where everybody's at right now is like I feel like if Trump runs the the calculus is that he, you know the mag movement's strong enough that nobody's really got a good chance in the primaries whether you like Trump or not I think that's kind of you know unless something changes I think that's kind of where it's going where so there's a lot of people who are probably going to throw their hat in just to try to get that VP pick but yeah I you know I I could see the uh the primaries being wild at least the debates I would love to see the debate yeah. stage with you know, all these people on it and then yeah. going uh, back and forth with one another and to see who is more Trumpy of 2015 versus what Trump is now. Because yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the one thing that I'm... That's what you have to go for, right? You have to you have to be the right of Trump of 2015 if you want to seem more energetic and seem more uh, of the people than what current Trump is. Because current Trump, for a lot of people, seems like he's a little... Uh, mobbed up with the corporate stuff with like you know yeah. a lot of people have, have labeled him the vaccine salesman yep well, that's uh, the thing example. is i wonder if trump really has as much support as as some people think he does because that's he's not the same trump as 2016 i mean that's just the truth of it like i'm not it, it's not even a diss on him to except to say like th there there was a certain there's a certain things that he could claim in 2016 i'm an outsider i'm this i'm that i'm the other and now he doesn't seem to want to let go of some of the baggage and i think that's holding a lot of people back i do see the DeSantis camp growing i do wonder if uh nick fuentes and people like that are going to pull away from trump and towards someone more like kanye okay. i i just i don't know i don't i'm i worry that people overestimate trump's pull and i also think that he's not gonna gain like people have made up their mind i think that's the the real yep. argument for someone else people have made up their mind on trump and the, the Democrat uh, machine is still in place in all these cities that we've seen in Arizona and Pennsylvania. So I think that some people are starting to look at the calculus and go, well, is he going to gain any more votes than he, he had before? Whether if that's sorry, what, what was, yes. what am, oh, I sorry. know he it will the comment. It was the comment, the Kanye, the Kanye, the Kanye Putin 2024. That was, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, PJ. I, so yeah, I, I see this I in 2020 over the uh, Biden Fetterman. So I'll, I'm not sure yet though. Yeah. <laughs> I see this in 2020 with the Democrats. You watch their primaries and you watch how they farmed support for Joe Biden. He had a completely bankrupt in, in terms of uh, his actual campaign and in terms of his support. No one, no gas in the tank, no money in the bank. And then somehow all the different other candidates who were better, smarter, younger, more established, yep. more trustworthy, hadn't run before, all bowed out and threw their hands up and their hats towards Joe Biden. So it was Tulsi Gabbard backed off and said, I, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to drop from the, or no, she didn't run in 20, 2020. Did she? Yeah, uh, I'm Tulsi referring Gabbard to ran 2020. You had, um, pardon. You had, um, yeah. Oh shit. What am I thinking? Buttigieg. Kamala Harris. Kamala you had you. Pete Buttigieg on mm -hmm. the same day is what I'm thinking of. Yep. Cause I was in Hawaii okay. when it happened. Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris, the same day. They, they drop dropped out. out to, they wanted to make sure Bernie didn't have a chance. Right. And gave their support to Joe. Yep. And so they all coalesce behind Joe and Joe couldn't do it on his own. But if they all sit through the primaries and make their own little camps and they grow their own tents and then they all fold up the tent at the very last moment and say, OK, everyone line up behind him. It's our only hope. I think maybe that is what the Trump camp is going to do. So they meet with Kanye. They know Trump's not going to make more people who like Kanye and don't like Trump now support Trump. But they might get the vote if Kanye makes them a. A, a supporter for a few months before turning them over to become a Trump supporter. Okay. That's interesting. Take. 
Yeah, I think uh, the the big story too to me is uh, Nick Fuentes. That's a name you're going to be hearing a lot of. No matter what you think of him, he's a very smart dude. And I think he he would be the one running for president. He's just too young. He's only 24. I'd and vote for I, him. I would. I A lot of people don't know. I listen to him a lot. I, I would vote for him over Trump right now. But the, the big thing is, is he's trying to run, in my opinion, proxy through Ye. I don't think Trump is going to choose Ye as a VP because he's probably going to be very salty about being set up. He didn't know who Fuentes was. And that's and I'll go sidetrack real quick. Trump's got to fix that. I don't know who he has. He needs to have a geek po politic guy with him at all times yep. that knows streamers, that knows the whole the geek of the politic world to say, sir, this is Nick Fuentes. They're trying to I don't think they were trying to set you up, but distance and let me handle this. That was a big fail on Trump to not know who he was meeting with. Yeah, and to your point, Osiris, a lot of people point uh, brought that up as well. Who is handling Trump right now? Who who are the handlers that are around him know. that are helping? You know, to 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 make sure you know certain people are able to come into the orbit and, and not come into the orbit, yeah. or at least that he knows who these people are. And that's a that's a failure on a lot of areas. I don't know who's currently heading up his campaign or yeah. uh, his uh, stuff right now. Does anybody know? No, in Trump's. It, it's it's a strength and a weakness. It's it's two sides of the same coin. It's his arrogance or his his bluster, but he doesn't surround himself with good people. He surrounds himself with people who tell him what he wants to hear. And I think that we're at a point where he 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 doesn't trust anyone and won't won't submit to anyone enough to, to let them tell him, hey, this is a bad idea. Please turn around. Yeah, I, and I, uh, if I were Trump, I would take the meeting with Fuentes. My problem is you didn't know what was happening. That's the big problem for me. So maybe he did. And now that they see the reaction and Breitbart's headline of all people, Breitbart runs the headline Trump meets with white nationalist Holocaust denier Nick wow. Fuentes. I'm like, well, first of all, are you saying he's wrong? And second, why is it a big deal that though, though, well, those are his qualifications and that Trump met with him. Now Trump has to say, I didn't know who he was before we met. I think that's just a, a CYA move. I think Trump knew who he was. Trump doesn't care. Trump knows a lot more than he's going to let us know he knows. Good point. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good point. I don't have a problem with Trump meeting with whoever he wants to meet with, but the the if, if you're right, Tom, that he he knew and then he lied about it, I have a problem with that. And then I think just communicating with people like this is this is why I met with him. This is exactly. this is our conversation. Because I do think that Fuentes and the Groypers, every bad idea, if you agree that, that they have bad ideas, you don't, you don't kill by bad ideas by shunting them off into the darkness. They grow there. Like I want all of, all of the good ideas and all of the bad ideas in the light so that we can challenge them and hone them and whatever we need to do. I yeah. wish Trump would be able to say that. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think go ahead, PJ. No, go ahead, Frank. No, no, Sorry. I didn't have any. I was just going to <clears throat> No, no, and you. There was a point that was brought up earlier, and I just want to know what you guys think of this because we, you know, we were talking about Alex Jones a bit earlier, and he's kind of pulled support away from Trump over the vaccine stuff. Do you think that this vaccine stuff is also going to be like one of those things that kind of hurts Trump that is, is reluctance to let it go? Oh, absolutely. Oh, they yeah. are I can tell you for sure the Fuentes, <clears throat> America First people, yay. Uh Milo, they're heated about it. 
Right. They're really heated. When you look, if you don't know, Fuentes um, really got, this is kind of pandemic-ish, but um, he got put on the no-fly list. This was actually after J6. Bank okay. accounts closed, and then the whole pandemic stuff changed the way voting was done. They are heated about J6 and the pandemic. And in his speech, you know, the speech where he announced he's running, he didn't mention either one. So, yes, it's going to be a big problem. That was an actual uh, that was an actual point that uh, Kanye uh, put out there on his tweet talking about how he brought up to January 6th to Trump and um, pardoning those individuals and and stuff like that. And he got a little defensive when he brought those things up to him in that meeting. So that's quite quite interesting. Yep, and Trump well, that's, has that's he's Kanye recounting that. it. What was Don't that, you- Tom? Just that we don't have a video of them meeting. We don't have right. what yeah. Trump said. We have yeah. Kanye telling you that Trump reacted. Yeah. So, like, we also have to take it. We're, we're hearing it from an egomaniac about an <laughs> egomaniac. So, like, do we know? It's like asking you, like, one brother lies, one brother always tells the truth, and you don't know which one is which. Go ahead. You have one question. Like, you don't know who's going to lie to you on this one. So, if Trump did react that way, maybe he didn't at all. And Kanye's like, man, Trump was so defensive. Like, he maybe he didn't even hear him or care maybe he was sipping his soup with a slurp he didn't even hear what kanye said (laughs) we don't know maybe his denture was loose he didn't even hear kanye i'm sorry kanye i didn't hear you over my slurping (laughs) the the other response thank you kanye very cool (laughs) (laughs) the other rumor that was funny was i think they said that before they trump tried to kick him out everybody wanted to take a picture with yay and then sometimes they would say, oh, yeah, yeah, Trump, you could come in and join the picture. But everybody <laughs> there wanted a picture with Ye, not Trump, allegedly. Allegedly. According That's a great Kanye. propaganda story for Kanye's campaign. I think it was leaked by Milo. But yeah, That's, from there. He's camp. the manager. Yep. Makes total sense. Hey, yep. what can we say? Ooh, this will get under Trump's skin. I wonder yep. if he'll talk about it. Because all they need is Trump to talk about something Kanye says. And then, boom, they're equals talking about each other in a political race. Exactly. And that, that's the point, I think, with Fuentes, Kanye... They want to be seen as equals with Trump. That's the whole point of all of this. Great point. Exactly. Uh, very good point. Yeah. Well, announcing that he's running for president's one way that Kanye can do it for sure. He, he's already Kanye made a, a big, a big point to say he's a billionaire. You know, he's billionaire status. <laughs> now mean, he's meeting with Trump. Is the reality of this, the timeline we're in, is that hitting you right now? <laughs> Kanye Fuentes. <laughs> <laughs> And, and Sneeko was in the video, too. So you had Kanye, Milo, F- Fuentes, and Sneeko. Everybody was like, what, is, what universe are we in? That means the fresh and fit guys are probably going to get Donald Trump on soon. <laughs> I mean, anything's better than this administration. Probably. So this was from the post-millennial. And just to kind of tie in with all of what we were talking about here, Elon Musk says he would support Ron DeSantis for president in 2024. This was from Proud Elephant. I don't know who that Twitter account is, but he says, would you support Ron DeSantis in 2024, Elon? And Elon replied with a yes. Gross. I don't think that's the first time he's he said he was down with DeSantis. No, I don't think it, it is either. Uh, but this is the most recent one that uh, had come out here over the last couple of days. And and so he I think he's still on kind of the team DeSantis well, I'll just say this. The Proud Elephant yeah. account is clearly not a MAGA account because, one, it doesn't say that. It's Proud <laughs> Elephant. And if you know anything, the GOP shouldn't be proud to be the GOP right now. 
<laughs> so then you shouldn't be pushing Ron DeSantis, the guy who polls at 27% over the guy who polls at 70. Something's weird about that, that you always had a blue check and now you're tweeting directly at Elon. Uh, Elon would vote the Republican. He already said that he's voting Republican. <clears throat> so would you support Ron? Sure. He's a Republican. Are you going to vote for whoever the Republican is, though, is the question. It's a weird thing that they want to highlight Ron. Ron's not running. Trump oh, they're is. pushing Ron hard. They're trying to but force they are. him. Yeah. They are. Yeah, I they, almost didn't even like PJ bringing him up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I think this comes back to what we said earlier is that everyone has decided how they feel about Trump. And so I think part of the concern is that we're going to have the exact same election that we did in 2020 if we run Trump. I can't but, believe that people didn't. People said that there there's no way he wins and it wins in 2016 than he did. And people said right then after, well, no one's going to like him. No one's going to change their mind. He's not going to change anyone's. And then sure enough, he got way more votes, tens of millions got, of more votes. Right. So now like this 11, time around 11 million more votes than he did the uh, election prior. I just like to think that we have our, our minds as a nation are still more malleable, that we can still pick up more independent thinkers. People that decided they didn't want to vote in 2020 may now mm-hmm. still come out and vote in 2024, and they may still have their minds changed. Yeah, Otherwise, we're in, a, we're in a, a untenable and unwinnable position. I have to believe that there's something else we can change. My prediction is that we'll run Trump in 2024 because I don't see a way around it and that we lose again. That's that's how I see it going. I have to agree with that. Kicker. I don't see a kicker. W- Kick them both. I don't, I don't. I want to be optimistic, but I also want to be real. I don't. What would be different? I don't know. Especially after the midterms, yeah. it looks like I don't. I don't know. If wow. midterms had gone differently, I'd be more hopeful. Same. Here. I'm going to advocate for uh, surrounding the polling locations and uh, with like militias in 2024. I'm going there. <laughs> You're laughing. Well, I'm. I'm. Not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, speaking of going down and things like that, oh, we have Monica Lewinsky. Jesus, here. Frank. Oh, wow. Trans- that's oh, a hell of a Lord. <laughs> it's going to be a good time to bring up it? our cigar uh, advertisement, <laughs> don't, too. Don't stain our reputation, Frank. <laughs> Monica Lewinsky tries to one-up Elon Musk, and it blows up in her smug face. That's not the only thing. That, uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I can just see the viewers. The number of viewers are just dropping. Just dropping. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so she ahead. put a poll out. It said uh, she she wrote on here was her from her official account, Monica Lewinsky. She her really important decisions for this platform should be made by who employees of Twitter or public polls on this side. This is a direct reference to Elon putting his poll out there about the uh, bringing people back. Is she, is she using a public poll in order to diss public polls? Yeah, yeah, either way she loses. Yeah, like even if she won, it would be like, oh, I got my way from a public poll. It's kind of a stupid tweet, but I mean, it's Monica Lewinsky. So well, it, if expect? if they did vote for employees at Twitter instead of her public poll, then it would be her public poll enforcing that. So it would undermine her. Literally. <laughs> it's, it's It's all emotion, no logic at all here. Oh. Yeah, this isn't the first time that Monica uh, was roasted on Twitter. It, it was just a—I think it was last week or the week before. She had said did you something. say spit roasted? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I did no, not Tom's say that. Doing it. <laughs> what? We all don't get a shot at Monica. I thought this was the '90s. <laughs> Everybody's had a shot at Monica. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I thought, you think she'd be a little bit salty after uh, one press? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> You guys see what I have to deal with as the only female on the stream? Oh my gosh. It's tough to swallow. 
<laughs> we had a story about Chank. Let's go ahead and end with that let's story. That. We got about 14 minutes. So let's go ahead and end with that story about Chank. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I do. I was just going to preface this a little bit. So, obviously, last weekend, uh, there was the whole uh, shooting at the Q nightclub, which is just a weird name. And, um, the, the the media jumped like right away like there's the b- bodies are still warm the media jumped on this is obviously a right-wing attack i was actually getting comments on one of my posts about ftx or something about this like people fighting in the thread i'm like i didn't even see the story yet. it was like that new that people had this you know it's definitely republicans that did this thing and the the, the answer to this is that if republicans would just say hey let us uh, mutilate children then people wouldn't get shot at a nightclub and it turns out Turns out it was a non-binary shooter, uh, and there's, you know, I think that story's going to kind of go away quietly throughout the night. But it didn't stop Chank Weger from having uh, voicing his thoughts on it uh, as he as he does. I just want to play this really quick. Hey, was the uh, was the non-binary shooter? Did he use a sawed-off? If you know what I'm saying, or was it just a regular? <laughs> <laughs> he used he used a, a katana that identified as an AR-15. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No sound. I'm doing the audio for this because we don't have it. You don't have it? No. <laughs> I thought you knew that. Nope. Let me try this again. That's why we all went, nope. I couldn't hear you over the audio because I'm hearing it. So. And the right wing's like, yes. can you hear it now? Molest the little kids like that. I was Go dead on. Boy Scouts. Go get them, priests. You were pretty, Please pretty much accurate. for our molesters and our pedophiles, Republicans say. Republicans, you're guilty, okay? And I'll tell you right now, the number one reason they constantly talk about pedophilia is because it's going through their heads. Nonstop, they're thinking about kids. I guarantee it. The reason Tim Pool wears a beanie is because he's trying to contain the pedophilia that's in his head. That's why he's always talking about it. He's seeing it everywhere. Why? Because he's projecting. and the- <laughs> <laughs> He's projecting. Yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, this totally sane, rational human being? He's projecting projectionism. And that's why I wanted to know before, is there a name for projecting projection? Because that's what he's doing. It's the same as like, they accuse everyone of being racist. It's because they are racists trying to somehow make a world where it's okay to be racist. And that's first done by making everything racist. So they're doing the same thing with Shank. He wants to make everything pedophiles and pedophilia. And this is just how he's doing it. He just doesn't know that that's what he's doing yet. Yes. It it makes me so mad because people will believe this. Like it's, he's so obviously lying, but people will believe it. That's exactly what my thought was. It looks so disingenuous and you can tell why they have so many followers, but their views don't really match. Even though they're promoted in the algorithm, they're a YouTube partner who who watches that and, and says, yeah, I like that guy. I like that show. I think he's based. Let me sign up and watch. It goes viral because of how he looks like a lunatic. Yeah, no, I mean, he I'm, is a lunatic. He, so. And the defamation <laughs> yeah. suit is going to be really expensive because Tim Pool, I'm sure, will sue oh, the yeah. crap out of him for saying that. Yeah. yeah, especially if he doesn't retract it or 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 does with something with ever with it, because that's who Chank is. I mean, the same guy who advocated to have uh to have uh legislation passed to have sex with animals that's the same dude yep yeah so do you want me to play that <laughs> do you have it i uh well it's, uh, i thought i did hold on it's unbelievable do we want you to have it yeah do we really want this? <laughs> well it's, you know the context is that shank had just come back from a trip to tijuana and had his eyes opened 
to some things that he didn't know were even possible before. Uh, yeah, so I do have it if you guys want it. <laughs> You it's so it? awkward. Play I it. want it if you guys want it. I'm only it. kind yeah, of wrong. Let's yeah, do this. Ahead. So, yeah, this is the guy who says uh, people are projecting that uh, the right's just full of pedophiles. Look, I just want to say this really quick, though. The only reason that we even talk about the pedophile stuff is because the whole argument is you guys should trans your kids and let them go to, to, to gay nightclubs and stuff like this. If you guys weren't constantly shoving your actual junk into children's faces, we wouldn't have to talk about it. None of us want to talk about it. I know me and Abby have to cover a lot of like uh, really deep dives onto elite pedophile stuff in, in the conspiracy world. And I we both get uncomfortable at times. I'm just like, I really don't want to do this we have to like change it up and do like funny go take a stuff. shower and just yes, rinse it, it off of you makes you feel yeah. so dirty to even point out like to, to do a deep dive on epstein island makes you feel sick afterwards so we can't and, talk about it all the time and we have to talk about way more than we ever want to but well then and, think about how real, shank must feel he's talking about raping horses in front of a horse <laughs> and real quick to, to add to that with with shank's rant with about tim pool and everything talking about the priest and stuff like that he neglects to uh mention that uh, public schools has uh, a yep. tr tremendous problem, more so than the churches. There was a report by CBS that uh, a few years ago where they had so many, so many uh, not reported cases of sexual assaults taking place in schools from teachers on students. Three or, times. Or, or school personnel on students. I Three times as frequent. The public yeah. schools, the public school teachers that have sexual relationships and abused children is three times as frequent as the Catholic priests who do it. So when and you make fun of Catholic priests, you're pointing three big fingers right back at the public schools. Yep. All right, yep. go ahead. I have decided what that boing boing chick was doing. She was doing a jaywalking of these challenge. Like, yeah, it might technically be a crime, but it's Let's not waste the court's time on jaywalking. Okay. You yeah. See what I'm saying? yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But here comes the controversial part. The part I shouldn't say, and don't. don't. I believe that I am going. I, if I were the rule, uh, the benevolent dictator of the world, I would legalize bestiality where you are giving, you are you are pleasuring the animal. You see what I'm saying? Okay. He wants so badly for her okay. to say yes, and why, she's why like, why? Why did that happen? Her face. It's the dumbest thing. It I've really said. is the dumbest thing you said. No, no, I'll tell you what. And 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 she's saying it's a stupid thing to him. That yeah. says a lot. But he he continues to bury himself. Watch. So this. there's like was the case we covered where there was like a guy or a girl or something that was pleasuring a horse, and the horse came to a conclusion, right? So who got harmed? You know that people who are okay. Look, not to be a downer about what you're saying because what you're saying sounds kind of funny, but. A lot of people who are being raped can actually, like, have an orgasm. So, like, if a guy is being raped, he can have an orgasm. Like, you can't right, say, oh, okay, one... if you come, that means you wanted it. That's not the right way to go. <laughs> oh, Jesus, one, but if that were a rule. I am, but okay. that's the truth. Number two, they're not both humans. Number three, I mean, if you really ask the horse, did you mind? The answer's got to be, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? No. This is I'm sorry. This is projecting. This is me going. This this is that question where you're like, I have a friend who you know, he he likes to get it on with horses, and that's that's not that weird, right? I mean, he's 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 a pretty cool guy outside of that. I would say he's he's a pretty awesome individual, actually. And then the other person's like, what in the hell is wrong with you? You should never be friends with this person again. Oh yeah, well I was. It was a. Uh, I'm I'm not. We're not friends. It's it's not. Yeah. This this shows the absolute state of our culture where we think that consent is the only thing 
where okay, well they're nonverbal, so consent that, must be. That if, is a left wing like thing, it. though. Is like the only th the only limiting factor on sex, according to the left, is a consent. Which is the same yep. reason we see people advocating for cannibalism. Oh, it's okay if there was consent. The problem with it is not consent or lack thereof. Well, that's why I've said like the slippery slope does lead all the way down to pedophilia. It's it's inevitable amongst the left at this point because their only limiting factor is consent. So now they're making the argument, well, you should be able to vote when you're 16. An eight-year-old can decide their gender. An eight-year-old can make lifelong decisions about their sexual organs. How is that not exactly the same thing? Because their only limiting factor is, is, is consent. So if an eight-year-old can consent to genital mutilation, an eight-year-old can consent to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's kind of what Chank is pushing here. He's like, well, I mean, is, is it weird? Like, it, it's, it feels so awkward. It, it, tell me I'm wrong. Does this guy not feel like he's trying to feel the room out to see if, like, if he, if he went to Tijuana and had a good time, if they would judge him for it? It's almost like listening to Vosh have this conversation talking about the age of consent. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Uh, like, yep. I just... Gross. Ugh. Anyway, talking in about context. Projecting. In context... Assuming this guy's hammered and didn't know when to stop, right? His point was jaywalking is bad, but, but we shouldn't waste court time on it. And bestiality is bad, and we shouldn't waste <laughs> court time on it. Well, his, his real point was if he's the benevolent ruler of the world, he would make it completely legal yeah. to service an animal, whether it wanted it or not is irrelevant, so long as you made it finish. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's worse. And that because this is the area of the world that he's from, you know, the, the Shank Uyghurs of the world, they're not, you know, from Chicago, at least organically, the part of the world where he's from, they have prom in a in a stable. So it only makes sense that he would be feeling and thinking this way. Should we be surprised on a show that's literally based on a genocidal group from World War One? Yeah. <laughs> the Young Turks. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> this happened. My light, just, my light just like freaking got really bright on me all of a sudden. God's like, stop. You're the only you one that noticed. Stop yeah, right that was you guys didn't see that it went like this all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. You guys didn't <laughs> see that? <laughs> Sorry, it just like blinded me. Oh my gosh. That, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you, Cactus. <laughs> Thank you. We're all thinking it. None of us are out. None of us are in this room feeling out like, well, do you guys think Chank was right? I mean, he's got a point, right? Like, yeah, PJ's just wondering that. if he was going bareback or not. <laughs> but it does give a new definition to this. This is what happens sure. when when you let go of any type of moral foundation. When you don't have anything to hold on to, then what logical basis do you have to say that servicing animals is bad? It, yeah, in California, it's they allow service animals anywhere. And then Shank thought that meant he was going to service animals anywhere. <laughs> well, Shank was trying to run for office in California. And he yeah, lost pretty badly. Maybe that, maybe that was his platform. And yeah, because they were like, dog fucker wants to run for office. And they were like, dog catcher, what? He's like, Ser service animals on the airplane? Okay. Fly He's like, flight attendants are really doing it all nowadays. <laughs> this is my emotional support animal. Yeah, he emotionally supports it. <laughs> was the horse wearing a Ukrainian flag? <laughs> Osiris, do you have any pets? And what are your uh, love relationships with them? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I do. I have a border collar, a border collie named uh, Ryder, oh. after the human in Paw Patrol. But um, 
Yeah, Jank is uh he's on some other stuff right there, man. I don't you don't love know. your pets as much as Chank Weaker. That's loves yeah, pets. he's got too much love in his head for animals. He's a horse guy. Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Like people get canceled over dumb crap Heard, all the he time. Couldn't make it eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. Yeah, Sh Shank's dog just told him he likes it rough. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, save the stream. <laughs> as we as we are heading yeah. into glass call, <laughs> it's where we take your uh, all of your guys' super chats and questions and uh, have an opportunity to go ahead and highlight them and put them at the center of. Yeah. the show so let's the young ahead. turks the young turks peanut butter sponsor finally makes a lot more sense uh that was the last one <laughs> i had to i had to one up somebody I'm gonna, Go does anyone around here like conspiracies because i'm gonna need a new co-host <laughs> uh so our first one that came in uh this uh evening was from american warhorse that said hello let's be frank and chat glad i had a chance to come by for a little while keep up the terrific work may god bless you always Thank you so much, American War, uh, War Horse. Thank, Thank you, you, American War Horse. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, the, uh, next one that came in was Mistress uh, Kinks. Says Kixon? At least, Kixon? Okay. At least I get to say I told you so to my family. I think this was uh, in reference to the pandemic. The, jab? Yeah. the, the problem yeah. with that, Mistress, is that you're going to have to do it from the other side of one of those like plexiglass things, you know? <laughs> so that'll be a little awkward. It's like It's like being in a buffet perpetually you know better than the biden's seeing each other over the holidays it's between plexiglass at the prison <laughs> <laughs> this one from waffle salter earlier said for watching disney plus so we don't have to cheers yes. see waffle sure. salter i appreciate you because i do this so you guys don't have to that is yeah. literally the whole point and it is not fun i watched all of the episodes of she hulk so <laughs> we made us you <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I tried but I, I, I don't, bl I don't blame you. I can't believe I finished it and it was, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. This one. Yeah, came what in was from... surprising is that you watched it twice. <laughs> <laughs> this one came in for number one to you says, yay, Milo and Fuentes care more about the spotlight than the MAGA movement. These drama queens stepped on Trump's D for fame. Facts. What are your guys' thoughts on Milo? I feel like he might be a fed. Am I the only one who thinks that? Abby, do you know if he's a fed? Um, so <laughs> I want to know. My buddy Ray and I think that sometimes we hear his voice down the hall. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Ray, Ray, Mr. Epps? Your, yeah, your buddy, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Epps? My good yeah. friend, Ray. Ocean Breeze Salty came in with five, said, cheers all, hop over to the ancient order of men after Frank uh, stream tonight. Thank you so much. Salty. Thank you, Ocean Breeze Salty. Mm. Oh, what else do we have here? That was there all the super chat that we had this evening. Uh, let's see who we else. Um, I agree, Billazilla. I agree. <laughs> uh, Ocean Breeze Salty says, "No, PJ, you still have your eyesight." I don't know how. Yeah, I've put my I've put my eyes and my brain through a lot of crap, so you guys don't have to. So I don't know. I might I might end up uh, being a demented old man like Joe Biden in a few years. <laughs> Just now we'll just settle with a, a demented young man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, let's hear a little bit from Orizas. Uh, I'm sorry. Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's uh, hear a little bit about you, uh, about your uh, channel 
do you do any live uh live feeds that you do any live streaming oh yeah yeah i do a lot um i covered the balenciaga stuff uh live oh i can't believe we didn't even talk about that tonight <sighs> we Brutal, have eight man. minutes i was gonna say i have like all the articles pulled up osiris what was your take on that go you know give us yeah, the go ahead. keep going keep talking about it well you know my first take was i didn't really see it maybe i missed it did any mainstream media outlet cover the story besides tucker tucker yeah tucker i i think i saw his clips of his segment but to me it's just another thing where it's like okay nobody talks about it. even the ftx stuff isn't really talked about how you will see even online and it just makes me wonder is there more behind the scenes that i don't know about um not just Balenciaga, but other companies, Adidas and, and the banks and everything, when you talk about Epstein, and it just makes me wonder more. Yeah, well, the short answer, yes. <laughs> they're, they're all into this. Mm -hmm. I mean, so for people who are not familiar, uh, and I I'm sure most people are, but Balenciaga this week put out this ad, and here's the whole thing about it. This ad is what got people upset, rightfully so, which is a three-year-old, if you're listening later, it's a three-year-old with a, it looks like a three-year-old, with a, with a teddy bear and BDSM outfit. And mm. what's crazy about this is that the story has shifted so far away. It's gotten so much worse than that, yes. that like that wasn't the limiting factor. And like that just to like me is intro. crazy because Balenciaga felt comfortable putting this out on their Instagram, using this as an advertisement and others, actually some, I don't know if we got them here, but yeah, lots of BDSM stuff with with children, right? And then it turns out that in the background of these photos was court documents about uh, pedophilia cases. And then if you go further, there's other uh, advertisements that showed uh, books about pedophilia, all just in the background of these ads. I'm trying to find the, the It's book. the whole hiding in plain sight thing. Right. And they've gotten too, too comfortable with putting it out in plain view and not making it subtle. So it's not like the books on the floor make a word if you look yeah, at it just go. right. It's the book on the floor says pedophilia 101. And they're like, oh, we didn't hide it well enough. Yeah. So, but what's crazy to me about this is that Balenciaga felt comfortable putting out the ads with children, you know, with BDSM bears and all this stuff. And it wasn't until people started noticing those things in the background, noticing things like this book by Michael Bormans, who was someone that was part of the Podesta emails, by the way. Um, and. Yeah, of course he was. And then <laughs> it was gigs. that. It was that. It was the fact that oh, hey, they're they're open. They're they're kind of quietly advocating for the the child pedophilia on the internet, which was the court case. They're quietly advocating for books about guys who who write about pedophilia and draw pictures about uh, naked children. It wasn't the fact that we have advertisements out there with children holding BDSM teddy bears because it wasn't until all of that came out that Balenciaga decided to delete their whole Instagram. And now they're suing the people who took the photo shoots for twenty five million dollars. Well, it makes sense if they hired a like a, a photo group, if they hired a photographer and his whole, you know, studio of 20 people and his employees to come and do a professional shoot. And he does uh, does, th you know, things for Vogue. He does, uh, do, uh, you know, D&G, Dolce & Gabbana. Is that one? Or mm -hmm. uh, maybe he does other modeling shots. Okay. Now they hire him to come and do a whole, uh, you know, catalog and he puts all these things in and it's right. his team putting these things in, then that would be his liability and they would sue. But I doubt that that's the case. Right. But it's not just that I doubt that that's the case, which, which you're right, Tom. My problem is that Balenciaga is trying to be like, well, it's okay that we have three-year-olds with BDSM teddy bears. It's just the other stuff that we're not okay with. Like that's right. the limiting factor should be, Hey, we shouldn't have three-year-olds in advertisements with 
um, all of this pedophile symbolism in the open, not to mention the pedophile symbolism hidden in the background. Yeah, and it went through quality control at, at some point within Balenciaga. Like you get a product delivered from like a vendor and then you have to go through someone still. It doesn't just go to print. A brand worth that much puts nothing in their ads that's not intentional, period. They paid the guy to take pictures of kids with, with BDSM teddy bears. Anything that guy put in the background is is bad, but it's like Balenciaga was okay with that. So what? Like I don't think they get a pass. I don't think they just get to sue twenty five million dollars from the photographer and be like, well, we did we didn't actually do anything wrong. And they tried to say apologies for the background stuff. I have not seen yet an apology from Balenciaga for pushing the pedophilia in the foreground stuff. Yeah, like, I was going to say I was also going to play the me. semantic game and say it's foreground stuff that you should really be yelling about too, because that's stuff that you have to say is intentional. It's between you and the camera on the subject. Right. Yeah. So I, this whole story is just gross. I, I worry that it's just going to push the the envelope, though, where it's just like, well, yeah, I mean, it was really only the fact that we had child porn stuff in the background. It wasn't the it wasn't the other stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We get to the point where now um, you got to tolerate the kid uh, pedos out there um, to the point where Justin Trudeau will be out there uh, next week saying oh, we have to accept them, too. So, I mean. Is nope. it just me? Knock them out, fill their mouths with dirt, toss them in a the river. Is it just me or is it sometimes that they feed us something that is so awful that you can't even get your head around it? And so the process of giving you that makes you forget about part of it. That was the point I was making. Though, it. the, it's yeah. the teddy bear gets forgotten because of the background stuff. Because the rest is so awful. But right. the question then just circles right back to this. You know, how many normies are not even seeing this whole thing play out at all? Because uh, Tom, I think Tom said that none of the networks were even covering any of this. They're not. It was Osiris that said Osiris, no one covered sorry. it, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. I'll take his credit. But the um, <laughs> the how about this? No one uh, normies don't wear Balenciaga. Wealthy people and people who are on the come up and people who are making a bunch of money all at once wear, you know, designer stuff like this. So. Do you know do you know they're they're advertising to the one percent. They're who, advertising to the people that do human trafficking. So they know right. their their target audience. You know, the, uh, they got caught. What's the website that does all the furniture? That was uh, Wayfair. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just happen to have multiple hundred thousand dollar night lamps and and and, and balsa wood cabinets with mm -hmm. pedophile symbols on them with with uh skew names of missing children, missing children and names. Yeah, like I'm it's sorry, called like the, the Santa Fe Haley, and it was like Haley just went missing in Santa Fe last week. And the SKU number matched her date that she went missing. Date of birth, yeah, or something. Yeah, date like of that. birth. I think it was like date of birth and the date she went missing. Yeah, it was like super, like right there in front of your face, and yet it's it's a crazy conspiracy. And then the site goes down, and then they just say it was never there. That's what. Well, did really you hear, their, did you hear their excuse talking about Wayfair? Is they said, "Well, we were just out of stock of that item, so we decided to keep market the same ridiculously item. high." It was all it was all a lie, by the way. You could buy the cabinet for a hundred dollars, and then you could buy the hundred thousand dollar cabinet with Hannah's name on it. Right. And it was like they were saying it was out of stock. So we just marked it high so no one would buy it and change the name. Nobody, nobody name, does that. Nope, nope, no, nobody it's, does it, that. I, I've worked. Yeah. I've, I've worked in yeah. inventory on websites. That's not how things work. <laughs> but I want to say this uh, about the Balenciaga thing. You know who does wear Balenciaga is Kim Kardashian. And do you know who went out the day after the story broke in a full BDSM get up with her face covered in leather? Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian wearing really? a Balenciaga leather outfit and then made a TikTok with the with the music that said, I don't care. Dancing in Balenciaga. Really, oh, Kanye's made joking. a pretty big argument for why why he wants to know where his kids are. He wants access to his kids. 
He gets really upset when Kim absconds with his kids and does not tell them where he are, where he can reach them. He has to go to the basketball players that are hooking up with the other Kardashians to find out where they are with his kids. So I can imagine that Kanye may be aware that those kids are at least around some stuff that they shouldn't be or are themselves being exposed to and abused by it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Has any celebrity brand? I'm sorry. Oh, Balenciaga, a lot of normal people aren't going to recognize it just because you can't afford it. But Balenciaga is as big as Gucci. Like they're, they're, they're everywhere with the elites. Yeah. Yeah. And where are the celebrities where no celebrities have spoken out against this or concern or anything? I, Kim, Kim Kardashian spoke in favor of Balenciaga pretty openly. Yeah. Wow. So that's, that's where they're at. Yep. Unfortunately, I've not seen a single celebrity denounce Balenciaga. I haven't oh, seen that's interesting. a single mainstream news source denounce Balenciaga. Nothing. I mean, if anything, they're just covered. I think the only mainstream coverage on this is Balenciaga suing the photographer because it's the photographer's fault. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're running cover for it. I mean, that may honestly, I'll just like, I, I think it's it's entirely possible that Balenciaga hired a group that is even more skeevy because the fashion industry is already gross and it's human trafficking cover. And so all of this stuff is just high fashion is money laundering for the human trafficking that's done through modeling. <clears throat> but if you're if you're an agency that does the photography and you are all you know deeper into this stuff, I guess I just wonder if all the people at Balenciaga that have to be aware and have to touch this thing before it goes to print, how many of them looked at the the material on the, on the table? Cause like you and I can spend hours reading it and finding, doing research. But did those executives in the marketing department look at the photo and say, looks good. It's sensational. It's sexy. It's this, it's that. And then send it without looking at the data and look, looking at the page. I just wonder, cause that's the only reason that we looked at it beyond the BDSM teddy bear. I think the right. counter to that is just that there's so many different advertisements have incriminating stuff in the background did the same company do every single one of them well again i think that i think it's a misnomer to just talk about the background i think the fact that balenciaga was comfortable with running children with bdsm teddy bears is is the real story here about balenciaga the the other story is definitely damning about the photographer Mm -hmm. they're two but they're two different stories well and look at the wine glasses on the table i mean you can look at the the text and i know we're a couple minutes over but look at the wine glasses that are filled and tinted with like a pink or red tinge there's like uh different i mean you can see in both in both photo sets there are glassware and it looks like you're gonna see like a tea party the kid's not a part of it but the kid's there for it and it's all very strange like if you were gonna delve into that further i'm sure you could is that the Mm -hmm. one there tom um there's another one where same same uh yeah i mean it may be the same drinkware but it's the one where the kid's standing up holding the bear it's the same photo that we saw at the very beginning uh, I'm trying different to find bear, it. different one. Yeah, there's a couple. There's so many. I was just yeah. trying to find the right one. Yeah, but yeah, there's still be it's horrific. This that, one? That one. Yep. So if you look at the photo, fo- if you look at the glasses and what's on that. Oh, yeah, yeah it's right here. So mm-hmm. like what is in that? That's, you know, I don't know. People were assuming or suggesting that it was a bodily fluid. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, what was that? A, a dreamy comb? As as uh, Frank as, is um, Frank. That's why you get such a, a pass on YouTube. You're not saying the word correctly, so the AI doesn't pick it up and doesn't flag you. I was gonna say it's uh, it's like it's uh, what was his name? The '90s rapper Juice World. No, no, the one MC that died Am- recently. Oh no, he didn't die. Coolio, you talking about Coolio? Coolio, yeah, it's yeah. Like Coolio. He just he called it a dream chrome. Dream chrome. So <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, as we uh, roll out of here for tonight, uh, real quick, uh, Osiris, if you want to go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you uh, in your channel and 
and anything else you want to say about it and we'll, we'll head out for tonight. Yeah, I mean, we have very similar discussions as y'all have here on the channel. Middle MAGA, middle MAGA. I'm kind of in the middle of the populist left and right, and it's an independent, free-thinking channel. Um, everybody's welcome. We have great discussion. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. You're more definitely will be welcome back uh, at any time. I appreciate having you as a guest tonight. And just wanted to say thank you to all of the uh, people out there in the chat. Thank you so much for continuing to make this a very successful uh, pubcast as we get together and have uh, interesting people to come on and talk to us and, and, and just go through some of these crazy stories with you guys and be able to have that freedom to be able to talk about it as a group without having to sit there and yell at everybody about what, <laughs> what we think about stuff. Uh, but it's a great, great show. And thank you. We couldn't be as successful uh, without all of you guys' support. Thank you for the support you guys shown us over on Twitter and most recently getting us over 2,000 subscribers over on The Last American Pubcast. We absolutely mm -hmm. appreciate We are getting so close to that uh, monetization number for hours watch. I think we're only like 800 hours away now. Uh, so we're getting so close uh, over there on the Last America podcast. So thank you so much for supporting us by watching our videos. And, and of course, uh, all the hard work that PJ puts in by those sharing those, putting those clips out for you guys to watch and share. And, and we just appreciate all of that. So thank you so much. And on behalf of Tom and, and, and Abby and PJ, and of course, Osiris, uh, thank you so much uh, for tuning in uh, with us tonight and every saturday night we'll look forward to seeing you guys back here next saturday at 7 p.m eastern time and until then make sure you guys tip your hosts and your hostess and we'll see you guys next saturday hope you guys all have a wonderful wonderful great just buying my time to get my <laughs> <laughs> he's filibustering because he's got the outro ready <laughs> i'm always so everyone. bad at this yeah anyway yeah. have a great night everyone good night